Hello, welcome to Measuring Flicks. You fucked it up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello everyone. <laughs> oh! Dude, the two times I had to do it, I was like, Hello, humans. <laughs> what does Carl say? <laughs> Buenos dias. Buenos dias. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Uh, measuring Flicks. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was. I was like, are we a, are we a Spanish-speaking podcast? Why is he not here? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, drill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks I'm Danielle Hartley And I'm Bird Peterson Joining us in the studio today, my handsome, incredibly talented, big-dicked husband, Max Ooh. Peterson. Welcome, hey, Max. everyone. It's true. It's true. And Carl. Hi! <laughs> I get the and Carl. And the rest. <laughs> <laughs> my amazingly talented, goofy, wonderful, weird husband, Thank Carl you. Hartley. Thank you. I'm weird. Hey, man, I like weird. I'm apparently big-dicked. <laughs> hey, congratulations. High five the, all the, the way around, around, honestly. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know I mean, what's sad? Uh, I got a tiny dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> Ooh, a hint. A hint, everybody. Well, the, the title that Dude, they clicked on is the biggest hit. Excellent. Hint of all. <laughs> they just yeah. clicked on the thing that said True Lies when 1994. It, when it pops up on their player and it says True Lies 1994, they're like, I God, I can't wait to find out what they're talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, today, guys. I thought this was going to be goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man. Would podcast goosebumps. Man, it's not National Treasure again. Uh, (laughs) Hey, don't uh, get me started on National Treasure, though. Oh, we could do. Spouse picks. It could be my pick. (laughs) One of Bird's picks could be. We haven't figured them out yet. We haven't even introduced what the segment we're talking about right right. (laughs) now. So. I got all thrones off by not doing the I know. It's because we were waiting for them to take over the show because they introduced it and then oh, we just started talking like didn't. normal yeah <laughs> all right next time bird next time jesus so, the ladies are horrible at driving february, no, january, february. yeah this is it this is the it's last genetic. this is the last month <laughs> of season two se- women drivers <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even make the joke so it's fine i i did the bump set and she spiked it yeah Dude, way to, way to put it in the sand. I love it. All right, so oh, man. welcome to the last month of season two of Measuring How Flex. the fuck did we get here, man? Dude, I have no idea. That means I feel like we're, we're a- just watching John Heston and apes and shit. That means we're 104 movies deep in the main season. Wow. We're like balls deep, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. We've watched so much cinema. Um, love it. So we, we had a whole bunch of plans for the end of this month, and then David Rowney really, like, set the tone by just he blew the he blew, mo- he blew the bloody doors he off blew january man. apart so we were like well now we got to do british films so we like we bumped some of our plans and we scrapped four films and then i think it was danielle sent out a big group text and was like we should do a spouse's pick month probably because she came home and you were watching like rape, rape dungeon rape nine or yeah. whatever movie <laughs> haven't watched hannibal holocaust in our house yet <laughs> not so. yet that's a laptop dump. She's even gonna, i watched she's probably that. gonna spend the night at her mom's house when i watch that might be a good idea because and i'm gonna actually seal all the windows it's about (laughs) another good idea it's disturbing to watch your spouse just sob openly so danielle you should not be there for that all right um because of all of that like we watched even even i watched that on my laptop and we've had like hostile two and Mm -hmm. all sorts of shit but Mm -hmm. when i started cannibal i was like at pause went upstairs locked the door drew the blinds 
I got my cross out. <laughs> but um, so Danielle was like, we should do a spouse's pick month and and let us choose what movies you subject us to for a month. I think it was only yeah. fair. Yeah, so we we scrapped the last four and we have two picks this month from Danielle and two picks this month from Bird. Bird's being real cagey about what her picks are. She's being super secretive. Yeah, she's We're she's, taking over measuring Please flicks. let one of them yes. be hostile to him. <laughs> You know, I, I would. I mean, I love my wife. It's such a hey, good movie. God damn it, I love that I movie. I love for Danielle. <laughs> hey, they're your picks. It's Danielle's pretty picks. rowdy. Don't, don't worry about me. Are you sure about you, that? You pick your... You, pick you don't want to watch that movie? Well, I know. Do you, it's like Danielle is over here like uh, so she's I'll, Al Pacino in, in Advocate or whatever. I mean, I'll have nightmares for a month, but I love you, so it's okay. Danielle's just like, do it, Karis. <laughs> well, I chose two. two priests. I, I chose two that I really like that I thought. You don't need to even watch the first hostel. You can watch just the second hostel. I mean, you and I will watch I it mean, because we have to, we're completist mm-hmm. assholes. But like, yeah. if if your pick is a sequel, then we'll start with the damn sequel. It's not the first time we've done it. Mm. All listen, right, you, listen but, your heart, bird. But today we'll listen figure that heart. one out. I'll have to ha- I'll have to have a come to Jesus with Danielle about that movie <laughs> off mic. The hostile movies? Yeah. Is there rape in it? <clears throat> no. No. Okay. Actually, no. strangely enough, there's not. And there's, the, well, there's full, if you, unless you there's consider a lot of nudity. mutilating somebody mm-hmm. to death slowly a form of rape, a, which you could. There's a, no, we can't conflate the two. It's murder. It's We're murder. watching murder. Yeah. But yeah, don't conflate There's the a two. shitload of nudity and a lot of death, but no rape in either of the first two. I've never seen the third one, but yeah, both the, the third one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awful. It takes place in Las Vegas, and like oh. the organization's a big like gambling. Yeah, thing they're betting somehow. on. Stuff they basically and... turn it into Saw. Oh. Yeah. The third one's like Saw. Yeah. yeah, but the first two are clean. And there's I no mean, and there's no clowns in them either. It, no clowns, no rape. Blood, they're but... really hardcore, but no, there's there's none of like the two big bad. I mean, ones. I'm fine with blood and gore. Oh, you say that. Let's do Hostile Two. Okay, Make that one of your picks. <laughs> Done. God damn it. I'm so ready. I'm now the purple evil emotion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a balance in the force. There, I have my oh, I, I have my two Thank you for being our Sith. I yeah. Have, yeah, I have my two pretty like pretty nice and True lies in a hook. They're pretty. Crowd pleasing yeah, movies. yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about today. And then Bird will have maybe a little bit more diabolical and a little bit more. A little more a little more they're great. Rough. I'm really stoked. <laughs> Can't movies. wait to take a bath. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Mm, right? Hey, Carnival. Wait, man. We got to play Carnival soon. We should play Carnival before Hostel, too, because it takes place at Carnival. Oh, my God. Incredible. Right, so today we're talking about Danielle's first pick, which I had never seen. Had you ever seen it? No. Mm-mm. But it's your like oh, your mom's man. favorite movie, right? I, it's like one of her favorite movies. Right. I've seen just part of the infamous scene the part? and I was probably like kicked out of the room or something ah. like halfway Aww. through. So, so today we are talking about this is gonna shock you guys. 1994's True Lies, directed Woo! by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, oh, Bill Paxton. Bill motherfucking Paxton! Dude, he is Playing so the in the most house. Bill Paxton he's ever played ever in any movie. Tia Carrera, Art Malik <laughs> with the worst hair Ever, maybe ever? Maybe Probably. ever. Maybe he ever. looks like he's wearing a merkin on the back of his head. Four-year-old Eliza <laughs> oh. Dushku and 400-year-old Charlton Heston. <laughs> um, Tell me about how you screwed the pooch. <laughs> Guys, I 
love this movie. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so do I. Can you tell me one of the greatest thrills of this show so far this season has been sitting on your couch watching you two watching one of my favorite movies of all time? It was. It really cool. was. I loved listening to your reactions so just good. as much yeah. as watching <laughs> the movie again. So I'm going to play Max real quick. So, Max, uh, just in brief, couple sentences. What do you think of True Lies? Um, you know, man, I absolutely loved it. It's the best parts of Die Hard. Or no, not Die Hard. It's the it's more Lethal Weapony. It's like the best parts of Lethal Weapon, like the filmmaking, uh, cinematic decisions, mm-hmm. mixed with a little bit of like the the action sequences from Terminator because it's a Jim Cameron flick, and like the goofier Roger Moore James Bond movies. Yeah, all wrapped up into one. It's amazing with like a like that u- ubiquitous synth score that is in every movie made. This movie has Harrier jump jets in it, two of them. It's got some of, <laughs> two of them. some of the most insane stunt work I've ever seen. Yeah. This movie starts with like absolutely top shelf stunts and they continue for two hours. They ramp it up. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. The stunts get, yeah, they get they bigger They get more and rowdy. No, rowdy. They get more, like, wild and, are you fucking serious? They're going to jump a horse off of them? The, the uh, horse, the, this movie might have my favorite stunt of all time, which is pulling pulling someone out of the sunroof of a car as it flies off of a jump on a burning bridge into flaming water. Do you guys want to know a cool bit of trivia about that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis did all of that herself. That's, <gasps> That's really Jamie Lee Curtis. She wanted to. She wanted to do that helicopter bit. So she gets. And so she told. She told Jim. She's Cameron, the OG no. Tom Cruise. My lady boner could yeah. not get I any know. bigger. I know. Can we watch the scene again, real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch this whole movie again, really quick. Oh no! Don't shit. cancel your HBO subscription. Just told, do though. <laughs> she told James Cameron, "No, I can do this. I want to do this. This like." I feel like a body double like it's no mm. I can do this let me do this and he goes okay well if you can do this then I can shoot this out of a helicopter at you with my Looking camera at you. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Dude, that's why that's so, so it kind incredible. of inspired him to, get, to do out. anything oh for the shot as well to get more uh, there's that's why that shot Ed was like jaw dropping watching mm-hmm. the car fall away as she as is her legs just like as she like stays in space because she's and Arnold Schwarzenegger or the whoever is upside down hanging from the helicopter and pulls her out and the car falls away from her and explodes I'm getting goosebumps right now it's, man it's probably yeah. the coolest stunt I've ever seen like I know the cl- I like the cliffhanger yeah. stunt story but I think this one's better yeah yes. this is fucking amazing actually right right before this is one of the coolest car stunts I've ever seen oh where, the fucking truck flip yeah where they blow the bridge <laughs> up and like a piece of the I don't even know how you'd stage it but the truck happens it's to all be in on, miniature I believe that's miniatures I think so it looked full scale to me but it's do you have any trivia if on not it? it's like two thirds um, not on that. Not on that. Because Jim Cameron is is known for his miniature work, like being exceptional with it. Well, I mean, all the way back from Terminator and not Battlestar Galactica, the first film that that Jim Cameron was on, and he was like a he. All he did was he built all the miniatures for this space opera that wasn't Star Wars, right? Mm. And that's how he got his start and got the idea for Terminator. So his model work is stupid. But well, he got the idea for real. for Terminator from Harlan Ellison's short story, oh, that's which is why it's credited up front. Harlan Ellison sued him into the ground. Fuck. Harlan, well, Har- Harlan Ellison wrote a story about uh, basically the plot of Terminator. It was Fair a short enough. story, right? And then about I think it was like a year later. Terminator came out 
with his name nowhere on it. And he was like, pardon, pardon me. me. <laughs> I have Android Assassin coming from the future. He had the Singularity coming back to try and kill him. Oh like the God. whole fucking thing. So retroactively now they put a credit up front. And rightly so. For his short story. Yeah, because he was like, uh, excuse you. Ashman. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Mr. Not Jason in the Argonauts. <laughs> Boy, I mean, this is my Harlan Ellison voice. That's your Harlan Ellison yeah, voice? Harlan I'm writing stories, you see. That's not how he sounds at all. Uh, you should watch some interviews with him. He sounds like. I want to write a book, but I'm a short stories guy. <laughs> I, I, mean, I want to get over 20 pages. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't want to wreck it for him. I want him to think that that's no, what I'll, I'll figure. I'll, I'll, I'll watch some interviews. But, um, yeah. But if that is, I mean, it looks real. If they're blowing up trucks, I, that's incredible. I think that's full scale because Bird and I watched uh, oh Godzilla God. versus Megalon last night. <laughs> and that whole movie is, like, done in miniature. The best miniatures we've ever God, seen. I love I'm those kaiju shit, man. totally in love. It's stunning. The miniatures are stunning. Why do you think I love them? 20 minutes in, Bird, goes, Bird goes, Max, will you make a kaiju movie? I'm like. Done. Check. We can we can make a kaiju movie with what you have in your house right now. Yeah. So that's why I said you have it. enough board games to make cities. That's why I said yes. Yeah. I was of course. Like, of course I will make. Once it. that iPhone 11 comes, baby, we can shoot whatever we want. Right on my tabletop. Um. But in the, in True Lies, there's this bit where I think it's like a big armored truck, right? Yeah. Is driving. It's where they have the the nuke in. And two of the Harriers fire into this, like, long... I think it's the same, like, overwater causeway bridge that it's is in that one James Bond flick. Keys. Yeah, yeah. It's in the one with um, Timothy Dalton. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, it's the same stretch of bridge. Same stretch of bridge. Um, but they, they blow the bridge up, and there's, like, this one chunk of bridge that stays intact, and it happens to be under a truck. <laughs> so the bridge launches the truck into the air, and the truck flips and cartwheels the motherfucker man unreal on fire it, it's it's totally <laughs> stunning so oh, I, love the I keep i keep looking back at the the imdb trailer i was like this. what is there someone standing in the window yeah. <laughs> at my yeah, house it's possible but yeah you keep it's looking Arnold. at imdb it's trivia. Very tasker yes um so they they hired u.s marines three of them <laughs> with their with like flying harriers for this with movie and paid them i think like Twenty five hundred dollars an hour well, to yeah. be there and to shoot them in these in these planes in that, that I would imagine really that awesome scene. It, that's that hourly rate is probably to pay for fuel because those yes. those, those suckers things burn fuel chug, like great fuel. And I know that they off is and they built a full scale model. I think the one that Arnold yeah that one's up, on like, a that one is on a crane. That one, moving it yeah, around. that one is a full scale model of a Harrier that they built. That's so funny. This was the behind this the scenes the first, footage on that's rowdy. This, Not rowdy. I keep saying rowdy. that's because I say rowdy all the time. <laughs> this was and this is another bit of trivia I found too. This was the first film in history to have a hundred million dollar budget. You can see the oh. money. You can definitely yeah. see the. It was money the highest this. budget until was Waterworld um, after this. Yep. Then? Waterworld was the next one. Because that, that was the one that was that like they spent two hundred million dollars on Waterworld. And Another everyone. movie that was worth oh my it. god! Have that, you guys seen Waterworld? Yeah, Not in recently. high school. And it's one of my favorites. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. Can we in watch? Can it be your second? Everyone. Everyone has <laughs> seen Waterworld. I saw it in high school and I was bored as hell. <gasps> what? Get out! <laughs> Sweet lovely paper. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I also don't remember much of what happened. Kevin Costner drinking his own pee. Pee. That's like all you need to know. That act. I mean, people wearing like scraps of clothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And gills behind your ears. 
See, this is interesting because we have yet to talk about True Lies. We yeah. just keep talking about other movies. Other 90s that, movies? Yeah. But it ties in, though, because this this is the thing. And this the is what I keep. dollar budget. Right, right. So this is what I keep coming back to in my own mind because we watched this a few a days ago. This yeah. was a weekly watch for me when I was growing up. I Same. owned it on VHS. Same. Probably watched it twice a week, every week for about two years. True Lies, and not just the scene. Did uh, actually watch <laughs> right, right. the entire the whole movie. movie. But there is something you mentioned it while we were watching <laughs> the, the Fleck Max. And it's there's we joked a little bit, but not really joked. We we mentioned several times during Conan that they used to make movies. Yeah. Like back in the seventies and eighties, right? Motherfucker, in the nineteen nineties, they were still making movies. The nineties had this feel to them, whether you're watching True Lies or you're watching something with like a any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, any like Demolition Man with Sly Stallone, you know, <laughs> and Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes <laughs> like the '90s action movie in particular. You look at the cross section of all of the big blockbusters for that ten-year period; they all fit into that same sort of tone and feel, from the music to kind of how they should. They all have that real slick Cameron-esque sort of feel to them. Yeah, but they're not; they're never too heavy. They're, the death counts are fucking like, by the time you're in 30 minutes, like John Wick time, like four. 140 people have died in the first 10 minutes of True Lies. You're like, holy shit, they blew up an entire compound. Schwarzenegger, like, I think, with just his sidearm, kills like 20 or 30 people. Yeah, but like, you never, it never feels harrowing. It never, like John no, no, Wick no. is fun, but for some watching that movie, every death feels a little bit like broken bones and blood in your teeth, right? Like. But this feels cartoony in a way mm-hmm. that is just super fucking fun. The death count is the same, but it just it has that weird '90s where everything is a little bit like shot through cheesecloth. It's a little bit cartoony, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And yeah. they all like all of the action flicks from the '90s have that sort of feel to them. And I fucking love it. Even like Stargate and like the sci-fi stuff. Oh my god! Had like that kind of '90s. Like, if it was Rennie Harlan directing it, or if it was, like, Jim Cameron, they all had that. And then, as soon as you hit Bruckheimer in, like, the early 2000s, that was, like, the shift in our action movies to, like, super over-the-top, how big can we make the thing, where we had that 10-year pocket of action flicks in the 90s, where I think they were perfect. Yeah. For ac- I agree. the action movie, because 80s action movies... They're a little gritty. They're a little like Commando gets a little bit of blood in your teeth. But then the 90s, it's like you have this like a theme park version of the action movie. Yeah. Which I fucking love. You also have a better balance of the comedy. You do. The well, they loved interjecting the, 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 the comedy and, and, cool and you have the Tom. Every every action flick of the 90s had the Tom Arnold character in it somewhere. Yeah. This one happens to be Tom Arnold playing Tom Arnold. Well, love him or hate him. Like. I don't care. I don't think if, I've ever seen him in anything other than this. This is the biggest thing that he's ever been in, and mm. I fucking love him in this because he's just being a shitty person most of the time. But but anyway, that's just like, like my whole feel on this whole '90s action thing, and I love, I love fucking love it. And True Lies is, I think, a perfect example of the '90s action flick from beginning to end, all of it, the whole thing. This is this is the time capsule for action movies in the '90s, late '80s and early '90s action flicks were never anything <clears throat> anything I cared about until you introduced me to Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Once we started watching, like, I, Die Hard was I mean, kind of its own interesting because it starts as an 80s action movie in the first one, and, and by the third one, becomes one. the 90s one. Yeah. You can actually track the difference. 
Uh, the the tone of the Lethal Weapon movies changes in the 90s. Well, yeah, Lethal yeah. Weapon 1 is an 80s action flick, and we have Mel Gibson putting a gun in his mouth. And then the third one, they're all talking about, cop like... Killers. Bit, cop, <laughs> cop killers. Cop killer and, bullets, yeah. And, and, but it's, that one's a little There's more a of a comedy. There's a lot of sexy sacks, right? There's a, a lot, lot of, of sexy, sexy sacks in Lethal Weapon. Mm. But that's interesting, though, because you do get... That one spans the time. It starts as an 80s one in the 80s, and it has the feel. By the third one, I'm not counting the fourth one, because it's... Kind of garbage, I but like the fourth one, it's fine. Yeah. The fourth one is super racist, though. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's the only thing that's kind of hard about it is it's pretty all the way. My through. baby's having your baby. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. That's the nineties. Great, and the special effects too. I mean, in the nineties, like compared to what we have now, a lot of action movies I see now. Yes, the action's really good. You can. A lot of times tell what's CGI and what's not. But this was like pre-CGI technology. So these these special effects, the practical yeah. effects, all of the like explosions, just so amazing. It's like you said, he's in a life-size rep- replica of a, of a Harrier. Harrier jump jet. Yeah. All yeah. of the stunts hold up completely. All of the, you know what? I, one of the things I thought was kind of weird about this movie is there's a there's a composite shot. There's a couple of them, but there's one really crazy shifting composite shot at the end of this movie when they're on the Harrier. Mm-hmm. It's like they're they're doing. It's not. <clears throat> I know the one you're talking. The green about. screen thing, yep. right? And it looks better than ninety percent of thi- of movies made in 2019. Yes. It yes, looks yes, yes. so yeah. fucking perfect. We actually just talked about for the Patreon. We talked about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. There's a green screen oh. composite shot in there that looks like a first year film student did it. The and that's like movie looks slapped together. We see, it we does. See. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like shoddy, which, but I think which scene? Order of the Phoenix. There's a Order scene the at the beginning when um, uh, Dolores Umbridge stands up from the long table. You know, at the beginning yes. in the hall. Dumbledore does his speech and Dolores Umbridge stands up and she walks around the edge of the table and they cut to a high angle looking down and you can see that Dumbledore the podium and Dolores are really there but all the other teachers at their table sitting at their table is just a flat green screen projection but they got the angle wrong Oof. so it, it looks, looks bizarre it, looks it hurt it does a little bit of brain like <laughs> yeah you're, it's, when you, look you know when it. you see those like is it a corner or is it a box and you can't tell the perspective it screws your head up a little watching it and it's so egregious in a movie that probably costs five four hundred million dollars <laughs> yeah no shit, right? i kind of want to go back and watch it i think when we watched that the night you did, Carl, for the podcast. You I had fucked up. I, <laughs> I had a gummy. So it's like, is this a cartoon? I'm I, like, probably. I had, I had a gummy, so most I mean, things were a little like a, weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were high too, but I double checked it, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. just bad compositing. Whereas 1994, they nailed it. They, they really did. And not only, I mean, Harry Potter's a static angle, and they've got that wrong. This one, the camera is moving, and they match. The prop and the composite and I know the exactly motion. Exactly the it's, shot you're talking it's about. It's totally yeah, beautiful. It's I fucking also, incredible. I also feel like that I read on this trivia that they built there to this day. It's still one of the largest green screens in history that they I built for it. this movie. Ooh, I, I believe think, it. Yeah. 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 180 degree. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, green screen. Was city. One yeah. of the largest. Yeah, when they're when they're day. panning around the plane, you could there's like there's a shitload of angles that they're covering, and if if it's all and it's all just one green screen, that's amazing. That makes me so fucking happy. Yeah, it's well, it's it's James Cameron. That's it. I that's mean, that's just it. It's James, you have a couple of cinema, uh, what effects houses? Yeah. That we got Lucas, and we got Cameron. Yeah. And those are like the two big I mean, ones. Cameron did both of the first two Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. 
and he Titanic. did Titanic, The Abyss, Avatar. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, Avatar, you know, you could say that. Like, whatever. And I'm, ILM is is a credit on a ton of movies, even as a secondary effects house. Uh, is that Industrial Light, Industrial Mag- Light and, Magic? And, yeah, and, and you I see them it. on all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he he got he. I think what makes people like James Cameron and people like Steven Spielberg stand the test of time is not that they're auteurs, but that they're auteurs who who always make sure to get the absolute best people. Yeah, they're they shooting. surround themselves by yeah. the talent. They get genius people <clears throat> with really interesting eyes shoot shoot their shit. And they get like the best sound guys. They get costume. They do their special effects teams are like top tier. They don't settle. They don't cut budgets. They spend a hundred million dollars yeah. when no one ever had. They'll sit like, down with the actors too, and you know, based on their conversations about the character and what they think the movie is to them, like he'll rewrite the script. Or in like the case of Tom Arnold, who said something very funny to him about his personal life he put the that exact quote in the movie because he thought it was so funny do you so, know which one it is i do which one is it um what kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube trays <laughs> from the freezer he was he was talking about his with his roseanne his divorce with roseanne she took everything including the ice trays so the conversation <laughs> she grinched him so the conversation that oh he had with jim cameron about the divorce Made it, made it into the movie <laughs> about sick the sick bitch taking the ice cube trays. Roseanne actually did that to Tom Arnold. Dude. And, and Cameron thought it was so funny it is. that he hilarious. put it as a quote in the movie. It's one of the it's one of the funnier lines in the whole thing. He I, also he also worked with Jamie Lee Curtis a lot on that one scene, like just, just going over what what they Which thought the scene? scene should be. That the, one. That oh, one that scene. one scene. That the the striptease. They worked for they worked for days or weeks and making sure that so it was I. it was what it was supposed to be for the character and right. comfortable for Jamie Lee Curtis to do, and kept it all a surprise from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think <gasps> I think that. that that's part of what makes that scene stand the test of time. Where it's where it's so fucking hot, dude. <laughs> I, but I think what makes it hot. But it's cu- it's not cute because it's not slick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's honest. Yeah. It feels really real. Yes. Like uh, there's another Just dance for me. She's like she starts doing like disco fever or whatever. Yeah. But there's there's another striptease I always think. Anytime I think of like a like a sexy striptease in a movie, I always go back from to from Dust Till Dawn, Penelope Cruz at the end of the movie. Yeah. When they play like that mariachi music. I know you haven't seen it. Or is it Selma Hayek? I haven't seen it either. No, it's Penelope it's mm. one of the two. It's one of those two people. I'm I'm like ninety percent sure it's Penelope Cruz, but now you've got me questioning. Um Hayek has a snake on her. Then it is Selma Hayek. Yep. I didn't think she was in that movie at all. Well, I guess we'll find out someday. Um, <laughs> but the reason, the reason that that movie, that that striptease sticks out to me is because of the, the the there's the snake, and they're in like a seedy, weird Mexican bar, and there's mariachi music happening. Pouring tequila down your leg and into someone's mouth off your toes. Yeah, but this Oof. it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Oh, of course. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, we Tarantino's taking. That. Yeah, Tarantino's the one who's drinking feet? off a of foot. Baby, yeah. you think oh. that's hot when you don't like feet? No. Okay. I was gonna say, <laughs> like you just said, it was hot, but I knew you. I can like understand feet. how someone would view that clo- as being. Sexy. It's probably the closest, se- the closest to sexy feet will ever be for Carl, though, because I mean, come anyway. Um, Selma, it's Selma. I mean, is it Selma? Yeah. So what makes this 
what makes this one to me better is she falls over. <laughs> it um, is. It's really honest. Yeah, it is it, such an honest. I uh, I love it's a little this scene. clunky. Yes. Yeah. And she drop she she gets so into it that she drops the little like the telephone chip, she's chip supposed transmitter, to plant. Yeah. Yeah. which is probably <clears throat> nothing. It doesn't matter. That was a funny thing. You're like, you got to pick that chip up, girl. You got to do it. None of that mattered, actually. But we It's probably like a flash drive. Right, yeah. Yeah. But we still want to see her succeed in that moment. Right. Even though it doesn't matter. So, like, watching her think her way, like, how do I get get it back? Okay, I'll pick a new... And I love that they're giving us hints that she would also be a good spy. Because she's Mm -hmm. actually good at what Mm -hmm. she's doing. Yeah. She realizes that her dress isn't sexy enough, so she fixes it. Mm Mm-hmm. She figures out how to do a strip tease that ends up being super sexy while at the same time able to plant the chip. The strangest part is for me before this dance even starts is when she's looking in her mirror and she's like ripping her dress up and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. So that makes sense. You'd want to show a little more skin. And then she's something about just adding water to her hair changes her appearance entirely. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like that extra, because like, okay, now she looks like she's going to like a, like a, a cocktail after, dinner. Oh yeah, like yeah. a cocktail dinner and after hours bar thing. But once the water's in her hair, you're like That's a prostitute. That is totally a prostitute <laughs> who's headed to yeah. go and do like something shady. She's got for blowy hair day. now. She looks so yeah. hot. She looks oh so my God. She's insanely she's got hot. an amazing body. Mm-hmm. And just that How does dress. She have those tits and she's so skinny. I she worked she, I know she worked out like a ton to get ready for this movie. And that underwear was her own. <gasps> that was her that was underwear. Her. Oh my god! Congratulations! High five across the that line. was her own underwear. It's they had, so good. they had talked about doing the scene completely nude with her in the dark, so it would just be the, a sexy oh. silhouette of a striptease. Mm-hmm. But they realized that that's not that's not what Helen Tasker. That's not her character. That's not, yeah, yeah, that wasn't right for Helen Tasker doing something like this. It was a little more honest. Even with the fall, she planned that with James Cameron to the fall and. Arnold had I no idea. So his reaction his, when he drops the thing is that real? That he, that was an accident. He accidentally yeah, dropped. Right. The he accidentally dropped the recorder. His reaction to her falling over was genuine because when he, he like, didn't because he didn't know it was happening. He didn't know any of that was happening. <laughs> I want to go watch it again. I do too. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> I've watched this movie two hundred times. Yeah, I can watch yeah. it anytime. She is stunning in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Carl's exactly right. You really get hints from this scene, especially. That she's going to be a good spy, even when it comes to defending herself. Yeah, she, she wails she Arnold Schwarzenegger with that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Phone. <laughs> I know he like. And then he that bottle of champagne back. too. That oh. bottle of champagne on Juno oh. Skinner. Oh man, she was. She, she can hold her own. She, yeah, she, she pans she him pretty dead. hard in the face with that. With that oh. phone. That's a pan's God, labyrinth. Oh, with the wine bottle. With the wine bottle, yeah, in the car at the end. That punch right in the fucking dome is pretty. When she gets, this is one of the things that. In a in a post John Wick world, it's hard to watch a movie where someone takes like a baseball bat to the head or like a champagne bottle to the head and then just keeps going. Yeah, because now there's like a higher bar for realistic violence. And this movie, this movie, like in Kill Bill, when there's arms flying all over the place, it's so stylized that you forgive it. But this movie's so close to being in that realm. Yep. I don't know. So when she when that like skinny girl takes a huge 
full she's dead. champagne. Yeah. She's dead. And I'm then like, she pops back up. She's like, oh, what happened? You got the little Tweety Birds I'm like, no, dude, it's lights out. Everything but Tex Avery Birds. Yeah, man. You need you need like facial reconstruction after that champagne bottle tags you in the face like that. Yeah, your brain's exposed. Yeah. 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 Um. So going all the way back to our introduction to him. Yeah. Which is the Bond scene. Yeah, man. Like oh that. It's straight fucking James Bond. It's that Roger Moore fucking James Bond. It is. Cold it's, open. It's Roger Moore's Bond. Love it. I love that we never get it again. No, we never get yeah. him really being that spy again. After we see his first like, there's kind of a tag back at the end, but it's not. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. bookend at the it's end. It's not it's, nearly the the introduction. It's exactly the same, just it's adding Jamie the, Lee Curtis. If you we even have yeah. some of the same. Different location. Oh, hi, how are you? Who the fuck is that person? Like, this, they tag back and then, moments. And then the team in the van, like, all right, team, talk to me. What's yep. going on? That yeah. last it's sequence similar. is, you can almost see, like, from that point forward is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, absolutely. It's. Before so, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we so had Mr. and Mrs. many Tasker. movies that came after this, you can see them here. Oh, yeah. Like, in this flick. I mean, there. I I kind of like that he toes the line between. He really is like a proto Bond because Daniel Craig's Bond sometimes is like suave spy, but sometimes he's just like walks into a room with a machine gun and kills mm-hmm. fifty people. And the the end sequence of this after they've both been captured is like it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It is. It turns into Commando. Yeah, there's like there's like everyone's dual wielding AK forty sevens and he's there's... spitting flame out of a gas truck. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's it like becomes Commando once they're in the keys. <laughs> there's something about like Harry Tasker too as as a spy that I really like. Just adding this dry sarcasm mm-hmm. to this really great action movie that I don't think you really got to see too much of. In, in Arnold Schwarzenegger yet, unless he did, did he do his comedies before? Um, Last Two Action Lies? Hero was uh, before this, I think. They they were all within the same five year period. Yeah, he started doing movies like Last Action Hero and Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, those are all in the same five year span in the mid nineties. Yeah, I think those are all nineties flicks, okay. and they. But I think that in a weird for me, Kindergarten Cop is always going to be from the high point of Arnold Schwarzenegger action comedy. Yeah. It's so fucking funny and he's so good. It was just And like, that movie has stakes too. Yeah, it's the mo- by the end of the movie, the movie's really dark. Yes. I, we I used to watch it as a kid out at camp all the time. It was one of the tapes, like the few tapes we had, and we'd plug it in and the saving grace of that movie is it's funny for so long that your parents stop babysitting you and go do other shit and then by the time they're gone the movie turns super dark and heavy and really fucked up near the end well Richard Kimball at the very beginning is bearded he's wearing a trench coat he's hunting down the bad guy it's a fucking raucous 80s fucking action movie yeah. for the first 10 <laughs> minutes and then it's kindergarten cop for 62 yeah, minutes it's like yeah. s- it's like goofy slapstick the, the pitting anytime you Did pit I suppose it's Richard Kimball right it is yeah I think it's Richard Kimball anyways John Kimball I think it's John, John Kimball it's John Kimball yeah my it's name is Richard, John Kimball he's I a Richard in cop. another <laughs> another movie what I I love anytime you take Arnold Schwarzenegger and he co-stars with children like Jingle All the Way is really funny too be, for the same reason no is it it's not Jingle All the don't Way. Don't look it's, at me. What's it? That's, that's the other Schwarzenegger. That's the one where he's like, get the Turbo Man doll. Yeah, the Turbo Man doll, yeah. yeah. I think it's Jingle All the Way, but like him surrounded by kids or like fighting kids yeah. is always funny. This giant behemoth of a dude. And in a yeah. weird way, watching Schwarzenegger be suave is, yes. is cool too because it's- The man can tango. 
Well, we talked about that. He, as Mr. Olympia, he trained as a with ballerinas. Well, he trained in ballet for like years. He also trained for six months on this because he was the most self conscious about it and not really a dancer. Oh, the tango, oh. yeah, yeah. He 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 trained the most for this movie for the tango alone. Yeah. He nailed it. Because you got Al Pacino doing a tango. He did okay. (laughs) He did okay. He didn't. He. There was a criticize the tango. He would get voted off the show. Let's just say. I'm I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying that they they gave him very like easy basic tango movements. Mm. It wasn't anything extraordinary when it comes to ballroom dancing. It was just. It wasn't strictly ballroom. It was was the woman who you paid attention to. And his yeah. and his facial expressions, his confidence, his course. confidence in doing the tango that pulls mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. You don't see shots of their feet like pretty much at all he's until unless around. they're far away shots. Clop. He's just kind of he's just stepping around and doing he is what he's doing. But that's good on him though for like getting in the middle human. of a ballroom and doing and, a tango with Tia Carrera and applying himself to it too. And not, Jamie Lee Curtis. not just phoning yeah. it in. Yeah, he does. He tangos with Jamie Lee at the end. Yeah, not mm-hmm. just phoning it. Oh, this is the day we do the tango. I guess. Do the tango. Spent fucking that amount of time trying to make it. The the fact that this dude who's like bread and butter is picking up a thousand pounds off the floor and then setting it back down until he looks like a god. The fact that he <laughs> the fact no, seriously, that, yeah. yeah, like that's his his whole thing is like I'm gonna take something really heavy and push so hard against it that my muscles get gigantic. And now they're like, all right, we need you to finesse. And like a feather <laughs> on the wind, you must cup a bust. Yeah, dude. Like, like fuck, okay. Well, it's like in Conan. It's like in Conan mm. where all the love scenes are just kind of like, I grab you, <laughs> right. fuck you now, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And you're like, Arnie, just <laughs> give her, a, give her a stroke, a stroke. You, <laughs> you are being stroked. And they're like, okay, stops. Just like let's when just you're get teaching through. a little kid how to pet a cat, right? Like, and they're like punching it in the, the face, kitty. and they're like, that's, <laughs> and that's not. No, no. That's gentle, why cats hate gentle, humans. Gentle, Arnold, gentle. No, ah, open hands. Yeah. <laughs> no teeth. <laughs> no, bad Arnold. <laughs> you know, he's he's like a... Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a blunt instrument, which is usually, for his action movies, awesome. But to see him, like, take a pretty good stab at a tango is He did. Cool. And like I said, he did he did fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Better, he did better than me, man. The, ca- yeah. the camera shooting and his dance partner's... Helps he didn't literally out. crush either woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the fact so, that I wasn't no, afraid he, for either of them. No, so no we're he held in good his, shape. He held his frame straight and cor- and correctly. <laughs> and he, like I said, he had that <laughs> no, confidence. He had that it confidence on his face while doing tango that it made it look he, really, well, really nice. Well, we were talking. Bird was saying uh, that he probably has animal magnetism. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. A lot of sometimes it doesn't translate on screen. You see this in movies where like women will fall in love with men that they would not even give a second glance to in real life. And sometimes Arnold Schwarzenegger feels that way to me where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's a fairly attractive dude, but he's also kind of weird looking on occasion and he's so fucking big and burly. He's just a he's an imposing figure. Yeah. His face is not very attractive. So he's kind of you don't see, you don't see yeah. him as it's like too a, Austrian. It's too muscular. He's very square and it's sort his, of Cro-Magnon. It's his face biceps. His face yeah, biceps. His face, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it looks like he lifts with his chin. Yeah, not man. doing chin ups. Like literally putting a fucking. He does chin ups by <laughs> by like putting his chin he on does, a bar and he, then opening his mouth over and over again. But like he does have a very unique look. But but Bird pointed it out, and I think this might be the case, which is like if you were ever standing next to him or standing in front of him, 
it would be impossible not to like him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to not look at him and yeah. like focus on him and just I be wouldn't be able to look to him at him without jumping into his arms and say, "Take me." <laughs> I think, and based on, and I, I still am looking things up as we're podcasting, but um, from what I can tell from the trivia, like the chemistry of the cast was just so there from the start. You can he see and Tom, it. he and Tom Arnold from auditions became super close their chemistry is amazing on screen and off screen they're still mm-hmm. really good friends to this oh, day what cute. is what is uh, um jamie okay. lee curtis's character's name helen Tyler. helen when the moment for me when you see tom arnold and arnold schwarzenegger's like chemistry at at 11 is when he's when arnold schwarzenegger has overheard the phone conversation with simon and he walks out of she's having no fear no and before even that where he goes Helen. He's like, what about her, man? He goes, Helen. He goes, something to do with something Helen. Something to do with Helen, I'm thinking. <laughs> it's Helen. All right, what about Helen? It's Helen. Okay, it's Helen. She's having an affair. And he pauses, and then Tom Arnold, like, looks at him all serious, and he goes, and then he gives him, he's like this, it's a genuinely happy smile. And he hugs him, he's like, welcome to the club, buddy. Yeah, I remember my <laughs> first affair. I remember time. my first affair. And he's like, what? And he's like, dude. She just wants to fuck somebody else. This is good news or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. like, stop trying to cheer me up. Like that whole exchange between the two of them right after he thinks Helen's having an affair with Simon until the time that he like requisitions five helicopters to tail his wife. Right. Oh that my God. whole yeah. bit with between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold is so... I could watch. I would watch a sequel to this that was just like a buddy cop movie with, with those two. Yes. Absolutely. There's that, there's that moment too where, where Harry just kind of had it with, with Gibbs. Everything to do with Helen and the affair, mm-hmm. and Gibbs is like, man, what do you, what did you think was going to happen? She's a, like, it gets really serious. Yeah. He's like, she's yeah. a flesh and blood woman, and you're not around. Yeah, yeah. That was I, also just a very wonderfully honest moment in this. Tom Arnoldy yeah. character to the surface yes. for it's, a sec. It's, yeah. I love. We talked in. A, I can't remember which movie it was, but we talked recently about people. No, oh, it was it was Tom Felton in in the Harry in the, yeah. the new Harry Potter. But like p- characters that don't actually have any depth. Right. They're just one mm-hmm. note. Tom Arnold has moments where he he will like go. I mean, there's a great bit where he's giving Helen her assignment, and he as soon as he hangs up the receiver, he's like, "I'm going to hell." Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Again, I don't. I think he's great had, in this. He's really great in this, and I don't think we've seen him too much of an actor and of or of an actor in a film like this up to this point. Maybe in some comedies. I'm not. I'm not very this movie savvy, so I'm not has. sure. Do you know who he kind of reminds me of? He reminds me a little as an actor. He reminds me a little bit of Michael Ironsides. A little bit, they, like if you had a jaunty version of Michael Ironside. Yeah, well, it's it's where it's you're watching the movie. And he's usually not listed in the front credits or you're like getting your popcorn popped while the credits are rolling. So you miss it. And then 40 minutes into the movie, boom, Michael Ironside pops up and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, is that guy? And then I bet he loses an arm by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's killer the whole rest of the movie. And but he's not he's never the main character, you know. And that's that's totally Tom Arnold. And I was so surprised. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize it when I was young and watching this movie repeatedly. But watching it again, watching it with you guys, it's like, you know, he needs more credit as an actor in this film. He does. He has so many honest moments. He's not. He has a lot of Tom Arnoldy moments, too. Of Mm. course, that's why he was cast in this film. Right. 
but his yeah like giving his assignment to Helen like oh my god I'm going to hell or his honest moments with his friend like dude what did Mm -hmm. you expect his timing on that line is great he's already saying the line like this as the button to hang up is being pushed it's like I'm going to hell it's oh dude it's he has he has really and in his dialogue with Schwarzenegger where he'll give him a pause before he'll say well what do you think was going to happen man his his timing yeah. It's impeccable. It is. It really is. We when we were doing our exploitation films uh in season 1, there was a, a couple of people who kept showing up as like scummy cop number 2, but they mm-hmm. were always like exceptional as scummy and cop. And whenever they two. show up, you're like, "Yes." Yeah, dude. <laughs> that one guy who plays the laughing weasel in Black Caesar? Yeah. Dude, he is fucking awesome. He's so No, wait. That was in uh, the Mac. He was the only good part of the Mac. Because we we had seen him in Black Caesar and <laughs> Truck Turner. That's right. <laughs> and we're and like, he comes back for the 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 three peat. You're like, yeah. We're like, oh shit! Look, it's that guy again. And his whole job is to be like, you better get out of my neighborhood. It will bury you in a dumpster. And then he gets thrown in a dumpster. And you're like, ha! <laughs> Nailed that getting thrown in a dumpster thing he had to do. <laughs> I love actors um, like that. Tom Arnold didn't think he was going to get cast in this movie at all Why? when he. When he was approached by James Cameron, he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know why you would want me, but okay, I'll come and audition." And he was just so emotionally he, crushed from having his uh, ice cube trays stolen. Yeah, by Yeah, well, he was catching a lot of shit in the '90s, like because of the Roseanne thing. I don't know the Roseanne thing. Oh, just they had a horrible divorce, and it was very public. It was one of those like '90s like they're, they're both very things. strong characters yeah. and very very brash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. Wait, Roseanne is brash? That's yeah, weird. I know. I've never heard this before. What a surprise. Well, it probably was all the ambient. Probably <laughs> all the ambient. <laughs> ambient. Ambient. Um, yeah, he, he he came in and he's like, I, you know, I will audition for this role. And his, like, again, his, like, his side conversations with Arnold when they after they did lines together, like he he's like I'm you know not really wow, expecting my brain to be in this movie. Some, they were doing drugs. <laughs> what no, the fuck? not doing, doing, doing lines together. And Tom Arnold like, be like, so you think we're gonna get this movie? No, this is really good shit, Tom. Fuck. I mean, maybe they did. <laughs> I don't know. It was the nineties. Arnie's he, big drug was pot. But um, oh. he's very vocal about it. He he used to smoke weed all the time back when he was doing the Mr. Olympia thing. He goes, "You." I mean, you got to balance the steroids, yeah. right? So. Well, there's video of him. Actually, if you watch Pumping Iron, you can see video. He'd work out all day, and then he'd go lay on the beach and smoke weed with the other bodybuilders, and they'd just work on their tans. Yes, please. Fucking right. <laughs> yes. Go close. like smash a two-hour workout, hydrate, light that shit up, watch the waves for three hours. <laughs> Get hit on by hot babes, dude. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. All right, high five. 2020, summer plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he thought, he he was like maybe a lesser character, but not this one, not the sidekick, not the like secondary actor. Yeah, he was was convinced he wasn't going to be cast in this movie, but James Cameron loved him and his chemistry with Arnold and his sense of humor. This movie is like all about, look, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, phenomenal. So good. And they have real chemistry all the way through. Amazing. Even Eliza Dushku is doing good, a good job as a very young actress. But Oh, the, my God. I wanted to slap her, like, pretty much the whole time. That means, yep, she plays the a, point. That means she's doing, well. doing a good yeah. job. She plays a really good shitty yeah. teenager. What I, what I was going to say is I, the, the, the tertiary characters in this are fucking awesome. Bill Paxton. Oh my can we talk god! About Bill I was like, can we talk about Bill Paxton for a minute? I'm Maybelline. <laughs> Dude, like the complete mirror image never of Harry Tasker. Not since yes. Aliens have we had a more Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton than we have in this film. He 
he's one of those actors who I think, and people forget because they're like, oh look, it's Bill Paxton. Do you remember him in Apollo thirteen? Apollo thirteen, or was it not Hatchet, or the whatever the one where he played? It was him and uh, Matthew McConaughey. He's like a serial killer. I don't remember. Yeah, he gets. Uh, yeah, dude, the, he's got some real acting chops. Oh, he's for sure. He's crazy good. Like any anytime Bill Paxton's in something, I'm always like, this movie is gonna be awesome. And it's never the movies sometimes are like shaky, but Bill Paxton is one of those like once you Twister. see him, yeah, <laughs> dude. He, he, I mean, look, Twister is what We're it is. Jason Tornado Man, but he's fucking killer. <laughs> Tell me, Bill Paxton's not awesome. No, in I Twister, fucking dude. I heart he's awesome. He's and awesome miss in Twister. Bill Paxton, man, <laughs> he's, seriously. I know. I there's is there's like that thing now when you see him in the in movies, you're like, and that and no more of that. Yeah, he's gone. It's such a fucking bummer, but. Dude, yeah, he played the fucking too. slick cop in Predator Two. Like he's had some real fucking I love action movies. And man. now he's a slimy salesman I pretending to be a spy, dude. It's it's with a really gross mustache. Oh it's my the, god, that mustache! Just gross. <laughs> so oh, yeah, slimy. Super gross. My <laughs> my favorite thing though is that because Bird pointed it out. Uh, it's in that when we when we see how they meet. And he like he walk he's walk he walks through like a Chinese restaurant and he's got a he's got his briefcase and he's just scoping. You can see him. He's like looking for somebody and he sees Jamie Lee Curtis and he's like, "That's the one." That woman there, she's bored at home. So he walks past her and you see him like get his breath up a little bit and then he like dives into a seat next to her and throws the he like throws the suitcase under the table and he goes. Hold on to this for me. It's imperative that I not be caught with it on me. And she's like, no. And he's like, I'll contact you. And he runs away. And Bird goes, this guy must have such an exciting life. And it's true. He's not a spy. But he does all, all the of spy the spy things. things. Yes. He just happens to live in a trailer and be a used car salesman. He's, he's pretty my good at role playing. My safe house in Seattle has been oh compromised. God, so <laughs> he's funny. pretty good at role playing and improvising. This is a safe yeah. house. <laughs> this is a new safe house. He's got a fucking sink full of dirty dishes. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's LARPing, but oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's LARP, yeah, he's LARPing. Spy LARPing. And, but, but for the sole reason of trying to get laid? If yeah, I, yeah, it's just to do that. For not their <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, fair point. I made a joke. <laughs> yeah, LARPing is... Listener, if you are LARPing to get laid, drop us a line at measuringflixpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We want to know. I want to hear about your successes. want to hear about your failures. Yeah. We just want to hear about you. Tell us your story. I want to know how many times you were like in the Forbidden Forest, elf came out of the woods, the two of you made eye contact. I have found this vagina for you. You, you <laughs> set aside your foam sword and you held up the crystal of... Enchantment, crystal of fistons. Yeah, and the oh. two man. Oh, Carl, you're just. <laughs> I was gonna set a romantic scene. You it's always, my husband. he always goes right for like. <laughs> and then she picked up a, a champagne bottle and rolled the condom down the neck, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know if <laughs> I live in a different. World yeah, man, I don't know. Apparently. We watch different videos. I think. I just watched Cannibal Holocaust. My LARPing experience is just different uh, from yours, probably. Yeah, I did a lot of tender LARPing. There was a lot of receiving fists in your anus. Carl LARPed with some hardcore motherfuckers. Yeah, man. It's like, hey, uh, my name's Dax Johnson Smacker. (laughs) Dax Johnson Smacker? Dax Dax Cackle. Yeah, I'm a paladin. I got a 50-inch sword for you. And Carl's like, well, sheath it over here, big boy. I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what a whole bunch of nerd words. 
but not in the right order. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff around. You t- I can see Carl. you like sorting through Carl, like you did a, LARPing. like Carl. a blanket He's Google LARPing. search in Carl. your brain. Okay, uh, Carl took a you took a D twenty. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> in my bag of holding. <laughs> I mean, someone was holding your bag, you know what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> anyway. I, I, love, I love us Hartelsons. I'm not the sure Hartelson. how we got here. It started with us being like, isn't We're Bill LARPing. Paxton a sweet guy? And it ended with, like, wretched sodomy. <laughs> I don't know. This happens a lot, actually. Sorry about it. It's like, yeah, you know, the the, the, the films of Hayao Miyazaki are beautiful. Fast forward five minutes. So then she's all full of corn, right? You know? I don't know, man. <laughs> Are we talking about Spirited Away? Because that's just... It would be full of corn. That's just like the... <laughs> it is. It's the tracks we fall off into. It's That's oh, our man. show. Um, no, but I love I love when she's on the phone with Simon, and it's all like very furtive and secretive. This is actually really great. This script is amazing all yeah. the way through. Um, but she's... The it's a reason- great twist that you weren't expecting, expecting yeah. in this movie. You're like, okay, this is it a spy action movie. movie. Well, yeah, for a big part of it, for like 20 or 30 minutes, our whole subplot is Bill Paxton's pretending to be a spy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, like, that's the, it seems like a throwaway bit, but it's the entire impetus for the rest of the film. Yeah. Like, giving Jamie Lee Curtis an assignment is because we find out the only reason she agreed to go pretend to be Bill Paxton's wife in Paris, which she didn't, (laughs) because he's not a spy and he was never going to take her to Paris. He was going to get one done on the couch and then vanish into one, like one of his other safe houses probably. Um, but I love, I love that the reason she sounds furtive isn't cause she's having an affair, but because that's how you would talk to somebody who's like, we don't know his side of the conversation, but it's probably akin to like, this line's not secure. I can only talk for a moment. Oh uh, yeah, I can talk. Sure. And that's all Arnold Schwarzenegger hears. Can you meet me? We need to get this done quickly down at the hotel. We don't, you know, we like, don't hear that. That's yeah. why she's being suspicious. She's talking to a spook. She's talking to like a wet work cloak and dagger guy for all she knows. And then I love, I love when they bug the shit out of her, all of her stuff. And then there, uh, her purse has all everything in it. Yeah, track geo tracker. The latest technology sewn yeah. into the lining of the purse. There was the, the which um, makes her the look tracker. like a spy when she gets caught later. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. But when yeah, you're as, not a spy. You have sixteen thousand different tracking units in your purse. Don't tell me you're not a spy. I'm not a spy. And they're like, uh, "This is we got GPS. This is a small thermonuclear device right? we got here." And she's like, "How did that get here? I'm just holding it for a friend. That's not mine." <laughs> um, but I love when Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger are listening in on in the car, and they hear Simon start talking first, and he's like, "You sure you weren't followed?" And Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, "Oh fuck." Someone figured out who I am. Because this would be a legitimate fear. Using his wife to get to him. Right. So they're like, oh, no. Okay, okay, my cover's been blown. This is bad. Uh, We got to figure out who this guy's working for. Let's keep listening. And then he starts taking credit for shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger did the night before. And Tom Arnold is the first one to catch on. He smiles and he's like, wait, that was you. He's just a phony. And they're like, start listening. He's taking credit for your shit, man. And they're like, oh my God, it's all a scam. He's just trying to pick up your wife. And that's when like Arnold Schwarzenegger's smile vanishes because he remembers. He's like, like, I'm starting to like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, well, it goes from amusement to, (laughs) oh fuck, that's right. That's right. Tom Arnold's line is so great where he's like, I'm starting to like this guy. And Schwarzenegger gives him a look. He goes, I mean, we We still still have to kill kill him. him. That's a given. (laughs) (laughs) Another great fucking Tom Arnold moment. Well, the two of them. 
Yeah. The, Tom Arnold. S- yeah, Tom and Arnold. Dude, it's such great chemistry. Well, we still have to kill him. That's a given. And then later... <laughs> When they, yeah, we got it. We got it. Thank you. When they mount, <laughs> when they mount like a full black ops operation to extract oh his wife from this. I think they're trailer. using every single asset that the Omega Corporation, or whatever the fuck they're working for, has. Yeah, there's you, like forty dudes in balaclavas, you, and you know the um the guy in the helicopter who's like, oh yeah, she's got her head in his lap. Yahoo! That yeah. was James Cameron's voice. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. I love. Yeah. I love director cameos. Who wouldn't yeah. Want Jamie There's Curtis one in Hostel too. Right. Eli Roth is actually Eli Roth is in both both of the first two Hostel movies. Is he? Is he? In the first one, he's just. You'll a, get to see him. He's a dude in the background at I'm one ex- of the cafes. I'm excited and nervous. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm. <laughs> Carl, I'm stoked, man. I'm real excited that Hostel Two is on the table again. This is gonna be so much fun. I fi- I get to buy him on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> they come in a three pack. I know. <laughs> how how we're gonna have to talk about how to prepare me for these movies, right? Don't we don't we just sit you down and watch it? You Should could, we group watch we, it? We, Groupon might not be a bad way to do it. For Hostel 2, a group, it would be good to have numbers, maybe. It might be comforting. <laughs> Should I have She needs to, to watch it. No. No, 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 no. No. I mean, I got fucked I up mean. and watched Ichi the Killer, and that was fine. That movie's fantastic. That was so rowdy. Oh, God. <laughs> See there, now I'm saying it again. <laughs> you get the rowdy um, off the show. The word of the day is rowdy. <laughs> so when they... When they like cut, when they they like yeah, melt. Yeah, they use like a plasma cutter or something. Yeah, just, like, they just... cut the back of his trailer off yeah, they... in like two seconds. Like it was, a, was... like they were slicing a, like a loaf of bread. Or yes. with a cheese, a knife. Yes. like Velveeta. Yes, I was, so I was like wondering a, if they maybe knife. like yeah. put like put like a little bit of like plastique da- all the way down the sides of the thing, and then just and it just the, fucking the epic. back wall falls off and when they come in in his fear Bill Paxton has fallen, fallen on, on Jimmy Lee Curtis and her legs are in the big V for victory and <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger walks in and dude his face oh his eyes he gets so mad that like his face flexes and the mask looks like it's gonna rip off his you can, face you can see the veins through his through bone through his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the little bit of business too where he is dragging Jamie Lee Curtis. Or no, uh, someone... No, Tom Arnold is Tom, dragging... It's not Tom Arnold. Yeah, because yeah. he gets nailed in the balls. And, God damn it. Oh, so Tom Arnold bitch. gets yeah. nailed in the nuts. Schwarzenegger gets hit, too, because yeah. he like tries to camouflage his grunt. Yeah, he, and then she, a, he gets bitten. She bites his arm and as then, he has it around her, and then she tries oh, to run. Oh, and then and Tom then he, Arnold gets her, and she nails him in the nuts, and then the and third then, guy... Another, yeah, a third guy hits her in the head with yeah, something. He, I think with, with the, the back with of, his with the gun. of his gun. And Arnold Schwarzenegger like, knocks no, him off. Yeah, he's like, no, you fucking asshole, and then he just he carries her, Throws over, her over his shoulder, shoulder um, into the van. Like you might with a toddler, because he's so this, yeah, huge. <laughs> this is an interesting moment in the movie in 2019 the interrogation of your wife well par- partly because carl and i had a fun conversation i can't remember what episode it was but where we we got down a deep rabbit hole about how people misuse the term gaslighting yes mm. to mean just anybody who ever tells a lie ever is automatically gaslighting now right. that's not that, true correct yeah this movie is like gaslighting the motion picture exactly because <laughs> bill paxton is gaslighting jamie lee curtis and then Arnold Schwarzenegger uses Bill Paxton's lies to gaslight yes, like his her. own wife. Like, this, by the way, folks, 
this is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Where you're like with technology. Yeah. 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 This is this is a hundred percent what it is. And Using government assets to gaslight to gaslight your spouse. <laughs> yeah. So like only James Cameron, I think, could m- make a movie where that is the central like. And it's charming. It's all the way charming, all the way through. It's ama- There's never a moment where I feel. There are definitely moments where I'm like, this mm. is morally questionable, but there's no moment where I am like uncomfortable. It never fully steps over the line. I mean, in, it if, does, it, if it was real, but if it, it was totally real, would. Right. But I'm, it's that weird, J- he's a fucking master because he makes it part of a rompy, fun action movie. And he and also the gaslighting winks at you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like even Jamie Lee Curtis, when she finds out she's been lied to, is really upset. But at the same time, the, the result of all of the lies and stuff is this fun adventure that she'd been craving. And it's also it's it's. Has he ever killed anyone, Harry? Yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah, but they were all bad, <laughs> dude. He's so oh earnest when he says it. But he's he's on the like truth serum drug yeah. thing. And my favorite part of him saying that is like the way he says it. He's like, in his head, you can tell he's like, look, I'm fucked up, but I do need to reassure my wife. Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> it's almost like patting her knee, like I never killed anybody. I killed like. Is this main season? It is main it is, season. Yeah. Can we nominate him for best higher drunk acting? F- officially, yeah, yeah, we can now because he's he we actually it was Conan the Barbarian. We could. Do you want to? Should we give him set? Which one was he better in? Oh, Conan. But this the well, truth do we give serum, him a duel? Truth, I think so. The truth serum was so funny because Helen's like, are we gonna die? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So gonna yep. shoot us in the in the head, head or torture, or us, torture, to or torture yeah. us to death. Or they're gonna leave us Harry. on this island for Harry. the for the bomb to Harry. get us. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, Harry! I love when the interrogator comes back and he's like, "Anything you want to say to me?" He goes, "Yeah, I will be killing you soon." <laughs> oh yeah, how will you accomplish that? I was thinking about using you as a human shield, and then I was going to use that trocar to kill that guard over there. And then I was thinking about breaking your neck. And how do you propose to do that? Remember my handcuffs? handcuffs? <laughs> uh-huh. I picked them. I picked them. And then he does precisely exactly what, what he, he told said. him he was oh, going to do. I fucking love it. It's awesome. The whole, so the whole time he was talking to Jamie Lee Curtis about he stuff, was working he his was cuffs. picking the cuffs. Yeah. yeah, truth serum makes you like more cooperative and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily remove your... Your faculties. He's also a highly trained. Think it's like, funny. He's a highly trained government spy. Of course, he would know how to get out of handcuffs. Right. Yeah, and how guess. to still do what he has to do while fucked up. And like yeah. one of the one of the pervasive rumors is that when they're training operatives for this stuff, they dose them repeatedly with all sorts of stuff that you might get dosed with, and then force them to do tasks so that they get sense memory. Where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, I am oh, fucked up. That but- sounds like hell. Well, the Russians would physically torture their KGB agents so that they wouldn't be able, so that they wouldn't crack under torture. Yay, Russia! Well, the KGB agents are pretty fucking hardcore, and the Spetsnaz dudes too, and that's why, because they're like, I mean, the Spetsnaz dudes had to have to crawl on their stomachs through human sewage under barbed wire while they fire live ammo, and if you pop your head up, they kill you. But when you're done doing that training, you're fucking Russian John Wick. So and you have really but, bad E. coli poisoning. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, the, people so sick. Who, the people who survive are pretty goddamn rugged humans. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Mossad as well, man. There's a reason that those names are like weird. You say them and you get a little shiver. Like, That's why, because they have to do that stuff to get in the club. It's not like do 20 push-ups. Ah, you're in the club. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I was I was going to say like our special, for, our special forces dudes are no, pretty gnarly. Just, yeah. But we like respect, you know. 
basic human rights, so they kind of can't be as hardcore as. But yeah, so I love the uh, I love the fact that even though Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold go to work every day at what's the what's the organization called? The Omega the o- Force. The I Omega think? Force. Wait a minute. Omega. The, the Omega, Omega Man. Omega. Omega Man. Charlton Heston. Oh my God! Stop it! You're right though. And the Omega Bomb. Charlton Heston. Uh, there's, there's three Charlton Heston Omegas right there. I always Can we th- talk about his eye patch? Yes. Motherfuck. You- I hate that eye patch <gasps> so much. I- it's like a piece of a black sunglasses, and they just like drilled holes in either side and then strung like elastic. It's awful. It's unnecessary. I hate it. Really quick though, I, when they, I like that when they get to work, <laughs> even though the receptionist sees them every single day, she's got her she's hand, got her on, hand the on the gun. I fucking love that it's moment. It's amazing. All right, what were you going to say, Daniel? Okay, About- so Charlton Heston, the eye patch. Mm-hmm. Inspir- inspiration for that character came from Snake Plissken, James- Escape from New, Lo- New York? No. That's what I was thinking. No. No, better. Um, James Cameron used to be... Um, uh, an Born illustrator, <laughs> an illustrator and cartoonist, uh-huh. loves the Marvel comics. Guess oh, who he modeled no. his character after? Yeah, okay, that's uh, that that okay. It's not. I don't hate it as much now. Amazing, but the the, the spin around that. reveal <laughs> with the eye patch is always a little eye rolly for me. Dude, I like it. Any any time I see an eye patch on screen, I'm just like. Excellent. They choice. made the choice and they <laughs> stuck with it. <laughs> it's like this is it the is, choice we're going with. It's always great, dude. Yes. Fucking Daryl Hannah, Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh, oh. come on, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Tarantino knows how to eye patch. I think t- what Tarantino's tapping into is all of the movies that are not very good where there's an eye patch. Fair enough. Like, okay, how about Charlton Heston in True Lies, or how about uh, fucking uh, uh, I can never remember the actual character. True name. Grit. Yeah, the True Grit eye patch, or the Snake Plissken Escape from New York eye patch. I, that's a great eye patch, though. Snake Plissken, come on. Well, that's why Solid Snake has the eye patch. The eye patch is Snake Plissken. That's who he's named after, too. Yeah, but uh, and then the dog Jack in Tales of oh the Monkey, which Bird and I have checked out for the fourth time from our local library. Can you stop so that I can fucking check that out and watch <laughs> Tales of the Golden Monkey, please? Sorry, buddy, you better nose goes it. Place, <laughs> place your hold right now, because I'm just gonna keep. I gotta watching. put my quarter on the pool table. Yeah, yes. dude. Fuck, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta claim nexties, or I'm just gonna keep watching. I'm gonna he's, keep watching. He's Jake the asshole. He keeps getting a fucking extra ball on the Tales of the Golden Monkey machine and won't let me fucking plunge. You fuck. It's so good, though. I mean, it's it really is awesome. Like when you watch it, the first time you watch it through, you're like, the first two episodes are done as as two pieces together, and it's shot like a movie, really high production value. And then they the series got greenlit, and then the budget just tanks. And of it's, course, it looks like public access television. It's like the worst green screen you've ever oh my seen. God. But it's, it's Tailspin, so right? Charming. It's the show that inspired Tailspin. Fuck yeah. Yes. So we were watching. So we're watching it, and the first time through, you're like, "I don't know if this is good." And then episode four, you're like, "This is pretty shoddy." Let's watch another one. Man, this doesn't look that great. Let's watch another the one. The characters are just so great that it pulls you through, and it has such a feel of like, like it's Pacific Island adventures, oh World War Two. There's like treasure Spy hunting shit king solomon's minds is literally one of the plot points in the series oh my god I'm... it's amazing yep. so anyway when i anytime i see eye patch i'm i'm always just like 
I gotta write an eye patch in a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want even you to just write a song lyric. Tales of the Gold Monkey. Yeah, we've been saying for for like a year now that if ever if ever I got a big script and they were like, pitch us some ideas, I'd pitch a couple of originals and I'd pitch a reboot of Tales of the Gold Monkey. Fuck I'd be yeah. like, I can make this show work. I can swear oh to God, God, I can do it. Just give me give me whatever budget you think. Get line me up some guest directors and I will write every season until you guys are done for free. It would be like <laughs> Not fire, for free. Firefly the Golden Monkey. Yes, dude. Like that's the way to do it. You make it you make it Firefly in the Pacific Islands. I'm on board. I don't have money to give you, <laughs> but if Polynesia, I had it, baby. I would give it to you. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, I have no idea where we were. I got eye patches. I, I know, uh, but I just I was just like ba, 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 ba. I heard I heard the I heard the fucking engine one turn up. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh we're gonna the be number, taking off soon. the number of one engine landings in that uh, TV show. Do, 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 do. Yeah, oh yeah, smoke it's, pouring out of it. It's fuel pump, dude. It's fuel pump it always goes on the port engine. Corky Jack never, scrambles to the back, lays down, lays puts down, his paws over puts his, his paws over head. his head. Yes, please. Anyway, yeah. True Lies. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? True Lies, yeah. Um, so, what did you guys think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Of? What? Of? What did you guys think of the... Um, How many nut kicks we got in this movie? I was happy with all the nut oh. kicks. I was thinking more, what did you guys think of the scene? After after they we find... I actually really like... I like the scene where they're questioning, where they they get Jamie Lee Curtis in like the Her NCIS yeah. double sided mirror room, and the scene starts with you actually all the way through. You're kind of mad at Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom yeah, because you're like Jamie Lee Curtis is genuinely distraught. <clears throat> and they're using trickery to find out like personal information about her life, but. And I think it could have been a really troubling scene if James Cameron hadn't shifted the focus away from what they were doing and on to Jamie Lee Curtis revealing her unhappinesses. Because it, com- it becomes a really emotional scene rather than just a like, this is really morally questionable because we find out like, I, there, what's the line she has where she's like, there were all these things that I thought I was going to do with and this I didn't life. Do anything, yeah. And I like that yep. she doesn't say my life. She says this life. And it kind of abstracts it a little where she's like, I got 80 years and I'm like in my, I'm 40 now or whatever. I'm in my late thirties and I haven't done shit and I'm running out of time and I feel kind of trapped. And you can see Arnold Schwarzenegger realizing he's, he's been really (laughs) self-centered and in a weird way, even though the mission that he's giving her is kind of selfish as well, you see him be like, you know what? I may have made some mistakes here, and realizing that he hasn't lost her yet, kind of like uh, gives him the drive to not lose her. He I has w- empathy for her. Yeah, I yeah. I really like how the sequence plays out, where he's like, "Okay, she hasn't cheated on me, and she says she still loves me and always will." Even though it's he's actually like, "Do you love your <laughs> husband?" You're like, "This is." Do you love your husband? Yeah, it's exactly that. Even yeah, she should probably be like. Wait a what minute. kind of interrogation is? Well, she even no, she even says this? that. What kind of personal questions are these? This is fucking ridiculous. Like she even calls yeah. that out. It's, it's crazy to her credit that she picks the chair up and starts smashing. The that glass. was one of my favorite oh my fucking God. moments in this movie. Is when she's had enough and she grabs that stool and she is breaking bulletproof oh. like bulletproof glass. Well, it's really scary. Because <laughs> I know. I was like, go for it, or girl. bulletproof glass. It's super tense because you're like. If she breaks through, she's going to see that yeah. it's her husband, which ultimately it's revealed anyway that he had set all of this up. But, like, in that moment, what a great way to create tension. Yep. 
she's going to discover this. Relax, place. please. Relax, please. Right. Please again, relax. Put the and chair again, down. You're, you're seeing hints at the strength she has when maybe like the beginning of the movie, her character doesn't show this kind of. She's of dowdy. If anything, she's very like librarian. Like, she is, but soft. But yeah. throughout we the also whole movie. see her sweating hard on a. On a on a on a bike. Yeah, so we know she's physically hard. fit because yeah. she's yeah. working out. Yeah, she. Which when she also manages the house and a handful and a of a teenager. Jo- yeah, exactly. Yeah, she. So she she kicked somebody who was trying to force sex on her off of her. She escaped two people who she didn't realize that she knew, but who were mm-hmm. trying to capture her. Right. She kills some specially people. trained. Yep. Yeah. She she beats up. Um, Juno Skinner with that wine bottle and she beats the hell out of that that double-sided glass window. She has balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. She, she takes a balls. she takes a rifle butt to the head and doesn't go down. Yeah, that's important to note. <clears throat> she hits the ground but she stays conscious, which is and she doesn't start like crying about it. Mm-mm. She's like, "Motherfucker!" Yeah, and she <laughs> just she just rubs her head and is like, "Ow." And then Schwarzenegger picks her up. It's she's got chutzpah for sure. Yeah, yeah. and on the, the mission too, with the mission that she was given to go and play this prostitute, I I mean, I'd be scared out of my mind. I'd be like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. She if I gives can do this. it though. She mm-hmm. and she she you see that she's scared, but she goes, No, all right, I've got this. Mm. I've got this. I'm a strong woman. I can do this mm-hmm. for my family. And I, I like can do this. I like that she does what the parameters of the mission have stated she has to do, which is she, he likes to watch. Don't worry, it's just going to be like you're going to put on a show, plant the bug, and leave. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He changes the he's rules. He's the one who crosses the line, and once he goes beyond her mission oh, yeah. parameters, she kicks his ass too. With yeah, because she's because she's, oh like, she's like she's like this is. The dance, seducing you, doing the 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 show—that's my job. This is not my job, so I'm gonna, I'm checking out. And she kicks his ass. Yep. She almost escapes the room. He's incapacitated. If it no, she would have if it wasn't for him saying saying her name, her name, and yeah. then getting door busted by the yeah. fucking bad guys. She would have been able to escape. Here's him. a perfect example of dialogue that shouldn't age well into 2020, but does. When he's talking to what's her name, Juno Skinner. Yeah. He's talking to when he's talking to the black box guys or the the black bag dudes who are coming in to like kidnap him, and she just happens to be there, so they grab her too. He's like, "Come on, guys, just let the hooker go. I met this crazy hooker. I don't know. She's on some f- drugs or something. Just hooker lady." And it's <laughs> he's talking about his wife, and also like that is not the accepted twenty twenty vernacular, but somehow. Only hilarious, only funny, only charming. There's nothing. You know why? It's well, because you she's, know how, that she's hollering back. Her. Shut up, Harry! I've got this. This is my fucking Cause, right. Because she, she has no idea. Yeah. He, and he's like, he's just a salesman. He's hapless, and she's drawing on what her inner strength. Exactly. So she's like, Harry, honey, you're just a salesman. Let me handle this. I'm more competent than you think I am. I'm raising our daughter. Right. You know? I've also been interrogated. By right. this yeah. unknown organization. That's true. That She's I'm like, working I'm for. working for the yeah. government. And Harry's yeah. like, but you're, I mean, you're not, I though. Mean, yeah. I kind of am. This got real awkward. I'm going to get fired. You can just see him. He's like, yep. he's like, I mean, 17 years. I'm, I'm not going to be able to keep this from her anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, no. My 401k is going to be forfeit. <laughs> my, reti- my pension's in the shitter now. Mm. Fuck. 
He's only been working there 17 years, though. He's not. Right. He's got a ways before a pension. Although maybe it comes up earlier for dudes who do what he does, because they probably don't live very long. I'm thinking mm. 17. He's gone yard for this fucking organization. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. If every operation is like the screw the pooch thing that happens at the beginning. <laughs> hey, screw the pooch. <laughs> I, like as the chair swiveled around, I knew who it was going to be, and I went, um, well, post interrogation, when when we find out that her code, oh my god, I love the code names, Boris and Doris. Boris and Doris. Boris and Doris, which just popped up in what was the movie? Fourteen oh eight. For in the yeah in the really yeah so Stephen King fourteen oh eight. There was a reason for that too. I think um, I, I think it was Ar- um one of Arnold's trainers, Boris. Mm. Um, and had a, his wife's name was Doris, and he looked up to this trainer very much. So I think that those names were weird. Trainer um, and wife. I think so. Here, wait, let me look. <laughs> um, so we, what about uh, we just sorry, the soup of amazing that is this movie is sometimes hard to label. No, out I the, get it, the man. Potato you want to talk I about? I get it. Yeah, it slips off the, the spoon. Um, Gloops back into the soup. After they let Jamie Lee Curtis go back home, they. They probably have they have Bill Paxton in some other room, and they take him to a dam like they're gonna put a bullet in his head and dump him over the side. And what is playing be himself? Watching Bill Paxton beg for his life is probably the the funniest thing I've seen in, in the entirety of season. You still want to buy the car? Yeah, he's like, hey, oh my God. hey, it's you, man. It's you. You still interested in that Corvette? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger has a. He's like. Look, man, I'm just. Per- Whoa, what's going on with your phone, Ooh. dog? My yeah, my 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 phone's. Little, it's it's a party. It's a little party on so my phone every what, day. What what deets you got? Um yeah, I was right. It's in reference to um a, fa- a fantasy oh, fantasy artist and bodybuilder Boris Vallejo, whom Arnold Schwarzenegger admired and was at the time married to a woman named Doris. I know that name, Wild. Boris Vallejo. Um, I think he might be in Pumping Iron as well. Uh, but <laughs> Boris and Doris. But when they get <laughs> get Bill Paxton, he has this fucking awesome line where he goes like, he's like, man, I'm just, he's, who are you working for? He's like, man, I'm just pretending to be a spy. If I actually saw a gun, Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls a gun and points it directly oh, in his God. face. Oh, God. Oh, please, God. Oh, God. Please, God. Please, God. Please don't kill me. He just immediately goes into like, bab, gag, <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, good God. Spy, <laughs> It's the human version of a dog rolling over yeah. and, like, oh, yeah. and showing you its belly. And he goes, oh, oh, and you hear pee. And then Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger both like cock their heads to one side and look at him pissing himself. And they look back and he goes, would a spy pee himself? I love when he, I just do it to meet chicks, man. I'm, is what I he got goes, a tiny he dick. Goes, I'm, he's like, I'm nothing. I'm navel lint. I got a tiny dick. It's pathetic. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like. He's, oh, he's utterly degrading himself in front of yep. these two dudes. And you just, I want it. I just, you want to like grab Bill Paxton and be like, you nailed it, man. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> you did the best job anyone could have done in this position. And you're my favorite. And then you hug him, but you keep your crotch away from his because wet crotch. <laughs> did you notice he's wearing like silky yes. boxers? Silky boxers. Shiny. Shiny. Because he thinks he's going to get laid, so he wore, like, he wore the, the satiny nice ones. His yeah. fancy, his fancy <laughs> underoos. <laughs> One of the best bits of that is when they're like, get the fuck out of here, and they start walking back to the van, and he's like, hey, man, you know, you can have the Corvette. Just take it, man. And blah, blah, blah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to get around him, 
And there's this throwaway thing that Tom Arnold does, which is crazy because the the casualness with which he does it. Oh he, my gosh, yeah. He, shoots he, yeah. Him? Oh, shoots he just feet? shoots around. He his just feet. fires like five rounds into the ground. And he's like, dude, fuck off, blam, 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 and he just dumps dumps a couple rounds into the ground. You don't expect that out of Tom Arnold's character because he's he's the van guy. Yeah. He's no, the you're tech right. Guy. That was super casual and like. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a hardcore moment where you're like, you know what? Like, oh fuck! He might have been in the van for 17 years, but I think I think Tom Arnold's dropped a couple bodies too. Oh, every one of them. Yeah, it's just that it's there's and I and love lefty that too, man. Goes, it's just that lefty yeah. like. Yeah, he gets his little. Fun in the sun. The new guy, the rookie. Oh yeah, the when the rookie poses as the camera man. I, 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 by the way, I think it is. A, I think you're right. I think it is a Mac 10 and not a Newsy. But I love when he he pulls a Mac 10 out of the fucking camera, and you're like, spy gadgets, awesome. Yeah. And he just hoses down a room, and he has that moment where I'm he's like, just like, whoa. <laughs> that adrenaline cherry, rush. Man. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's looking around all wide-eyed. He's probably yeah. He's was it you? It was like he's hard as the Dickens right now. Oh yeah. It's oh it's Carl. It's me. He's like Carl. super hard right now. Yeah, you can just see on his face. He's like. I gotta tell somebody, and then of course he's like, I did something cool, and then you see how Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Harrier jump jet. Just turn on both Gatling guns. Just he's like, God damn it, which is amazing because you go right from um. The scene on the bridge with cars being like shot off from Fire carriers, blowing up, pelicans tipping over. <laughs> the pelicans <laughs> are God. tipping over trucks. And then the bomb going off and you get this like beautiful resolve. It's like and then they, they're kissing as the bomb goes. I off. love the nuclear kiss. She hates it. I know she does. <laughs> I the love the nuclear kiss, kiss too. It's amazing. But you get I this like you it. get this moment to breathe like, oh, OK, resolution. Great. And then. Fuck! Immediately, there's news that Dana, the their daughter, Elijah Dushku, who's Dana? It's my daughter. Elijah you Dushku, fucking asshole. Um, was captured, and Arnold immediately like takes the Harrier jet and goes. Jet. So just when you think that you had a moment to breathe from the action in this movie, you get so much more slapped in your face. Yeah, because the 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 stuff on the bridge definitely feels like a like the climax. It's it's like a it's like a cornucopia of top tier stunt work. So yes. you're like, this must be it. No, no, it's not. It just keeps going, but and wait, they maintain more. that. Like, it's like this awesome. This is the Mister. This is the equivalent of the Mister. Joshua fight, the Lethal Weapon. You have a huge action set piece moment, you but you haven't had your over, boss fight yet. But holy fuck, we've got one more, and it's the most incredible fucking thing you've ever seen. Dude, it's so cool. There's there's a. Uh, Eliza Dushku steals Dana. Dana steals the key that like will activate this second nuclear device in the city. So she steals the key and she's got it. So bad haircut terrorist is chasing mm. her all <laughs> over the joint. We forgot. <laughs> well, can we jump back after this to the moment where the batteries die? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, when when Dana climbs out on that um, that like long construction crane, the Casino Royale crane. Yes, it's the Casino Royale crane, like fifty stories off the ground. By the way, that uh, that parkour in Casino Royale, the parkour jump from one crane to the other, thirty stories real, off the ground. That's real. Yeah, that's what I thought. They they got a dude to just what? fucking do it, and it's the Shit. dude in the movie. Oh my god! The the bomb maker with the burned face. He was he's like a professional stuntman and Fuck. parkour acrobat. So, so he legit just was like, "All right, you want me to do what? Jump from one crane to another, like with certain death below? No problem. Got it. 
I got this. Can you put alligators below me just to make it fun? <laughs> Would you fire guns at me while I do this? <laughs> or, like or, real guns? Or blow something up underneath me as I'm jumping? I want you to blindfold me. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna put a plastic bag <laughs> over my head so I'm oxygen depressed. <laughs> I'm going to do this stunt dead. (laughs) (laughs) Just anything to make it harder. Um, But I love, there's something really genuinely scary about the moment when Dana slips and falls and she's like just got her two hands on the crane and then Schwarzenegger pulls the the cockpit of the plane under her and he's like, jump, jump. All I could think about was like that the nose of that plane is barely wider than she is. And if she misses or slips off the nose, she's gone. She's dead. Mm-hmm. It's so terrifying. It's like I'm I'm clicking my nails right now. I'm yep. freaking out. No, dude. it was that that was pro- that there was more tension in that scene for me than there was in the whole bridge. Yeah, the mm-hmm. bridge car chase. Yeah, and helicopter. I, I kind of like what what James Cameron does in the the bit where the car is rushing towards the bridge is out and Harry's going, the bridge is yes. out! Whoa. The bridge is out! The bridge, the bridge is, is out. out! And she's like, I can't can hear, hear And she turns around and then she turns back and she goes, Harry, the bridge is out! <laughs> That's funny enough to kind of make me go, okay, all right, now I'm back. And you, can, I, I, I think it's a good move too because you, you're not so tense that you miss the stunt. Right. It kind of settles you a little and you start watching again rather than just crushing your chair into dust underneath you, you know? It it lets you appreciate how crazy this next thing is going to be. Yeah. I love the moment where Harry says to her something like, come on, baby. Like, grab my hand. You got this. Yeah. I was like, you would say that to your spouse. Like, come on. You can grab my hand. You you got this. We got this. And we don't even know. you and me. We don't even know if, like, she could hear him or maybe she, like, mm-hmm. saw what he mouthed because he mm-hmm. said it very softly. He didn't yeah. yell it. Right. Out of this helicopter at her. He goes, come on, baby. I know. And she's come just on, like, like willing, that's, willing it. it. Yeah, willing it to happen. It's amazing. I know. It's a great moment. It's a totally great moment. Um, can you talk about batteries? Batteries. Batteries. So, so this movie... As where because it had been ten years probably since my last view, so many things that I say in my daily life have come from this movie. All movies, but there are a lot of them. In particular, anytime like my 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 phone oh it's dead, I go battery Aziz. Like anytime I need a new battery, I say battery Aziz. Battery Aziz. So this is another perfect example of Jim Cameron taking the tension out of a thing that could be construed as super heavy. Like we are getting the video. The we are now. This is our terrorist. This is the guy yeah. that's going to nuke fucking part of the U.S. And he's doing his like his, his video we, speech. We of the uh, the crimson the crimson Jihad. murderer the, oh crimson jihad. Crimson that's jihad. what it actually is. The red the rabbits, bad guys. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, but he, so this is that moment, and it could be super intense. Except we see our video operator is starting to shake it's a little this bit. moment of oh fuck like and the battery's going out this guy's gonna kill me that his battery light is, is going blinking and it starts like, blinking faster but he's like fuck you do what you gotta do you keep it. rolling no no, no you just no. like keep rolling keep rolling keep rolling he's, <laughs> he's gonna kill me he's gonna dies. kill me meanwhile and i love that when the battery dies he doesn't put the camera down nope, for like a not, minute. Not for a minute. Yeah. He keeps holding it up, this dead camera, but now it starts to shimmy in his hand a little, and the guy's like, and we will detonate one nuclear bomb for every... What is wrong with you? Because he puts the camera down and he goes, better as he's... Better as he's... Get a new one! It's... Dude, it's so funny. It's so funny and so charming. And... It also kind of pokes fun at that, like, bad guy monologue yes. thing. 
This is this was one part of the movie that does have new context for me though. Nine, this is ninety four. Yep. In twenty twenty, this kind of it it's close enough to the Al Qaeda beheading videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it def- well, we have new. We have new co- a new, new context. context. Yeah, the world has the shifted. American flag being thrown on top of a nuclear warhead and then being buried in cement has a little bit more resonance. This yeah, this sequence has a has more tooth than it used to. I think. Yep. There was going to be a sequel. To this, there oh. was going to be a True Lies sequel that was due to come out around 2002. But then, with everything that had happened in the U.S., right. James Cameron was like, no. I'll do Terror. Avatar. Terrorists aren't funny. I think it's crazy. Terrorists that are not funny. We can't yeah. do that. Harry Potter came out the same year as 9/11, the first one. That's right, 2001. We needed that. Mm. We needed mm-hmm. uh, Hogwarts in yeah. 2001. Yeah. Um, I I do feel like I feel like immediately to immediately after 2001, we got a shitload of terrorist movies, but they weren't Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. They were or mostly True Lies. Tom Clancy kind of like real serious like. Yeah, there is, there's a, I think it's important when you're talking about just movies as a whole to always remember where they sit in history, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the movies that came out after 2001 are kind they kind of play like nationalist. Oh yeah, where, mm-hmm. we're flag waving. I mean, how, ma- how many movies did we get where the bad guys all of a sudden were all wearing turbans mm. and were all talking about jihad and they were like explicitly Muslim? There's terrorists changed from. I mean, in the, in the Lethal Weapon movies, they're mostly like Chinese, right? Oh no, we have we have South Africans in one. Yeah, we have um you have the like German, Germans. You have the German terrorists in, in Die, Die Hard, and, and then we have in the first Lethal Weapon. It's actually us. It's the CIA running black bag operations out of Saigon or whatever, right? Or that old they're selling heroin. And then it's the the, con, the the Air in America four ship. is it the Tongs or the Yakuza? Yakuza. It's the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it's. Like two, th- but two thousand one changed everything. And you're right. Like I think James Cameron was right. True Lies operates. It works because it's humorous, because it's funny, and you have moments of levity. But you can't have that post. I think Hollywood nine eleven. I think action movies struggled to find a bad guy for like half a decade. To be generous, half a decade. No, I think that's fair. After after nine eleven, because the bad guy was either like. It was Saddam Hussein, it was, and it was fucking... Yeah, it was um, either Al-Qaeda, or it was, like, a very small-scale story with no international stakes, where right. it's just, like, a local gang or something. So and, we got movies like Sniper, or and all those other... Sniper? Fucking, American yeah. Sniper? That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I was like, Sniper. <laughs> I don't think I... <laughs> well, that's a Tom Berenger flick. But. Yeah, Ameri- Yeah, dude. I, I saw... I'll, and I'll say it. I saw American Sniper in theaters. It was upsetting. Not because the movie itself was upsetting. It was. It was... It's a well-made film. It's Clint Eastwood directing, and it's beautifully shot, but it's like Birth of a Nation, dude. Yeah, that's rough. What's the – no, not that. What's the What's the fake film in Inglorious Bastards? A Nation's um, Pride. A Nation's yes. Pride. Yes. It was like – and Inglorious Bastards, it happened so recently that going to watch American, Sni- American Sniper, you're like, this is – it's exactly like A Nation's Pride, which is all about a German sniper who holes up in a, in a bell tower – and kills so many of the enemy that they become demoralized. It's the Chris Kyle story, dude. It's nuts. Yeah. Wow. As, as soon as I got home from it, Bird was, Bird was kind of pissed that I went and saw it. I went and saw it with a friend of mine who I think 
needed a friend at that moment. Yeah. And I got home and she's like, how was the movie? I'm like, uh, I mean, American Psycho was fine. I liked yeah, it. Right. That's how it plays. It's really fucked up. The movie's pretty fucked up. And it has, there's only like one moment in, have you seen it? Not yet, no. There's only one moment it's in Bradley there. It's Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. yeah. There's only one moment in that movie that kind of even vaguely humanizes anybody who lives in the Middle East. Like, barely. Gross, man. Barely. There's a moment where Chris Kyle is aiming a gun. I mean, and we, we'll talk about that movie someday, but he's, there's a kid, like a child, like a six-year-old kid running towards a bunch of troops, and he clearly has a bomb. And, or no, he's, he picked up a weapon off the ground, and Chris Kyle's got his gun on, and he's like, drop the gun, kid. Come on. Don't do it, kid. And it's like the one moment where he feels any human emotion towards anyone that he shoots. And he tags the kid anyway because he's got it because it's to. war. And Clint Eastwood's doing that like, it's war, it's war. But it's a fucked up movie, dude. You watch it and you're just like, this is this was a, this is, it's a recruitment video. His it's movies, a two hour long recruitment video. a little video. get off my Jesus. lawn these days, but whatever. I don't know, dude. Yeah. The Mule was pretty good, and Gran Torino is a masterpiece. Uh, we, we'll talk about it. We will <laughs> someday, someday. Um, what do you guys? Does anyone else have more for True Lies? I I just mm-hmm. want to watch it again, like as soon as possible. Right? Yeah, I I loved it. it I was, just have like a few other bits of trivia. Hit, hit, do it up. Yes. There's um. So one of the kind of one of the um not so nice things to hear when I was reading about it um, a few years ago, Elijah Dushku revealed that she was molested on set by the um, stunt the stunt coordinator who was in charge of her stunt work for that end scene and she kept it a secret because especially at the time she was so young I think she was Mm -hmm. 12 when she ended up when she was shooting the movie wow really and yeah and he was basically holding her life in his hand she was Suspended off the ground in mm. on these wires and harnesses, and he he like gained the trust of her parents and everything, and he he ended up not being a good human being at all. And she revealed it a little later on, but the entire cast has there been any- but the entire cast rallied and supported her in her bringing this to mm-hmm. light. Is he, is he dead or has there been any consequences? I think 94 um, is like in the window. I don't know. I, that's not anything that I read. I'd have to look into that. But um, It's interesting because they bring up the whole she's 14 thing in this movie too. Mm-hmm. How young she is, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have more? Um, ju- um, one of the ones that stuck out to me was that it was everybody's best or favorite film that they've worked on a date. Even Jamie Lee Curtis has said this is hands down the most rewarding and fun film I have ever worked on and probably will ever work on well that arnold, reads arnold yeah. in the viewing of it arnold and tom too like arnold loves james bond he wanted to do it was his dream to do a james bond flick this was basically it for him yeah mm-hmm. this was his this was crack, basically crack it, for it for him sure. and he's q if q gets to go on the road with bond yeah who tom arnold oh oh yeah 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 tom arnold too tia carrera said i this is my favorite role i got to play a villain and it was so much fun and i loved every second of it everybody just had such a pleasant well apart from you know elijah dushku's news right with that stunt coordinator yeah. but um as a whole the like everybody just enjoyed the process so much was with james this, cameron and the story and was this one or was it 1408 that was a weinstein flick i think that would have four, been 1408. 1408 yeah we it was it's it's one it's of those still things. Weird it's still kind of weird, but but we were talking about it on the couch because we were watching fourteen oh eight. You know, 
it says produced by Bob Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. And now when you see that, there's always that like, oh, mm. how fucking gross. But have, being a fan of cinema in the 90s, anytime I see a Weinstein logo at the head of a movie, I know that movie's going to rock. Yeah. Dude, they have a really excellent track record of film. They fucking killed it. And then before the Weinstein Corporation, Miramax, which is also them. Yeah. <laughs> so you see like you see any of these movies with that Miramax logo and you're like, ah, one of these guys is a monster, but this movie is going to be amazing. Yep. Can't take it away from all of the craftsmen and all of the writers no, yeah. and all of the actors yeah. that created that film. Right, right. One one scumbag shouldn't wreck the art that was created by these thousands, thousands or of 2, other thousand people. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's not be stupid. Um I just read that um in Arnold's contract he was supposed to get top billing first in the credits um but i think james cameron had phoned him up and be like listen this is really like um a domestic epic and a film about marriage i want to put jamie lee curtis's name first top billing top billing and he agreed why do i feel like schwarzenegger name came up first I don't know. We'll have, have to, to watch, watch it, it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he, he, well, it's the one you remember because it fills the entire screen. <laughs> yeah, his right. last oh, wait, name has 60 on. letters in it. So big. Um, uh, while she's looking that up, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, this is always something I found really interesting about her. She Her first film is 1978's Halloween. That's because mm-hmm. it says introducing Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. And she did two, and she did H2O, Resurrection, the 2018 Halloween. And, and now she's doing... Two prom night movies. Right. Um, she became known as a scream queen. And terror train. And terror train. But then they, if you listen, they, if you go and look for interviews, because I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and in interviews, she says she doesn't really like horror movies that much. She never really thought that that would be her career trajectory, but it's beca- it's what she became known for. So I can see why she would like True Lies so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's a she's way for She's not her to... screaming at a masked villain. Yeah. Right. She's kicking dudes in the nuts it's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah yeah she's got some agency back i think there's there's a ton of trivia and i could list it all on here because it's mm-hmm. all so fun to read um but i think one of the last ones that i want to say is we were talking about the stunt horse oh, oh my god we're talking about the stunt horse that was actually four horses <gasps> because they could all they all Movie specialized magic, they all specialized in one specific thing that was needed for that scene so there That's were awesome. four stunt horses and Arnold was very comfortable on all of them because he did Conan yep exactly because oh, of Conan right. yeah I forgot about that and Red Sonia and Red Sonia, and Sonia. Like his traveling name Calador but yeah they were they were four four good boys and good girls good job yes four all right, horses so of the four of horses the of the apocalypse of the not <laughs> um at least they weren't camels because he would have punched them. What's, <laughs> what's our official position? Because our official measuring flicks position is we love stuntmen. Stunt, yes. stunt people. Stunt people and stunt, stunt animals. People. There is a certain point in cinema up till which even the female stunt people are stuntmen. Yep, I know. Yeah. I think in a weird way, like early Zoe Bell films, she's a stuntman. <laughs> but after like... After a certain year, once we're in deeper into once the 90s. Once she rides the hood of a fucking... Stunt person. Yeah. But, yeah. but so well, she plays Captain's Mast on that fucking... Ship's Mast. Ship's Mast, right. We are... Captain's so Mast we're is where you go to court for doing stupid shit right? in the military. Yeah, you get... When you're getting court-marked. Right. Um, we're very pro-stunt people yes. on the show. Yes. We always shout out stunt people. But, Carl, I want us to have an official position, because this has been something that's been irking me since uh, the oh, bachelor party. okay. 
Where do we stand on, and you and I are huge fans of Westerns, so this is important. What's the Measuring Flick stance on stunt horses? Do we like them? Are we pro them, or do we think it's animal cruelty? Oh, we're pro them. I'm pro stunt horses. Do you know how fucking incredibly well those animals are taken care of? Because they're, su- they're valuable as fuck, because you have to yeah. train them. They eat, like, fucking Wagyu beef and shit. <laughs> I, I don't know if you should be feeding. They're like, we feed them horse horses. meat. <laughs> it's the best protein for them, the horses but, are No, like, like if, I, if I were to me. die and come back as an animal, get, I want to be a Hollywood stunt horse. Stunt horse? For sure, dude. Yeah. I think unless it's reported that... The animals Obvious. were treated that has been, with cruelty? Well, since like 1940-something or whatever, it was like when standards... It, yeah, well, the spaghetti westerns are a little iffy because they're shot. They're all shot in Italy. Right, yeah, yeah. And the, apparently some of the... But the, the human actors in some of those right. films are treated poorly so as this well. Because this is my yeah. thought on the whole stunt animal thing and like the animal doesn't have control over what it's doing and yeah, it's yeah. The animal cruelty. Well, if that is the point that we're going to make, then we shouldn't domesticate animals in the first place because Trinity doesn't have the choice to be in your That's home. That's true. She's in her crate right now. We locked the dog in a cage. Yeah. And Elijah Dushku was molested by the stunt coordinator. Like I, She was treated with cruelty. Yeah. The stunt horses got humans, treated better than the human actors. Humans right. can be treated with cruelty on a movie yeah. set. So as yeah. far as animals in as films well. and stunt animals, I'm all. Yeah. I think Bird and my, I went around. It's also on a this necessity. A like, yeah. Uh, if you want to have a horse in a movie, what are you going to do if you don't have a? a are you going to CG a horse? Right. Well, nowadays, Please, yes. No. And then they just CG the rider, and then uh, there's no such thing as hand animation anymore, and most films are turning into garbage because the computers are wrecking them. That'll be the singularity when we just yeah, watch no like two two computer animated things bang into each other for two hours to like a John Williams score. That'll <laughs> be the end of cinema. A, a score that was created by, by a, a computer. computer from listening AI, to a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. John Williams scores. AI, AI scores to just a rock'em sock'em robots that was built in a computer. We're not that fucking far, man. Have you seen some of the shit that comes out today? I mean, that's what the Transformers movies are is they're all just rock'em sock'em robots not in a ring. That's those movies. and explosions and explosions. Well, so I think Michael to Bay's answer your question, I think the Measuring Flicks official answer is we are pro stunt horses. Pro stunt horse. We love pro stunt animals. We love stunt animals. We should treat them right. Treat your humans so, right. You know what? Season three. I treat, think. treat treat all of treat, the humans. Treat yeah. Treat all treat creatures. Be animals. good. Excellent. To be each excellent to each other. Thank you. Oh, God gave rock and roll to you. Give rock and roll to you. <laughs> See, Put it in the you're terrible when you don't have headphones on, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just making it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been. It's yeah. been this and a lot of this. The whole. The whole God episode. damn it! One episode with headphones, and he without his headphones, and he forgets. He just forgets. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I always thought true love was a pretty good movie. I was like. <laughs> I masturbated quite a bit frequently. Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) I didn't mention that in this episode. I've mentioned it in other episodes. That's true. I can see why, though, dude. If I had if I had known this film as a young as a young boy. Oh, we didn't talk about that scene at the end where she puts that that quote. Oh my god, is so funny because Bill Paxton comes back. You guys, that they tag him back at the end of this very like (laughs) of this of this tag back spy scene now that the two of them are spies yeah and, i love that they're in mr. the field together too and mr waiter man 
yeah. didn't it's learn. Try- who didn't no. learn still trying to do the spy bit on another unknowing woman and they catch him. Yeah. He's so like, they play I'm with him. Right here. They play with it. Yeah, oh, honey, I'm going to do him right here. She puts this like, she puts a it gun It looks like a gun barrel. It looks like a gun barrel. Under his chin. And she's like, I'm going to do him right here. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, go, go ahead. Go for it. And, he, and Bill Paxton goes, oh. And he pees himself pees again. Himself. He gives a little. Pees himself he- again, runs away, <laughs> and then realizes, oh, it's just Jamie Lee Curtis's tube of lipstick. Yeah, she, op- she had to she, reapply. She opens her lipstick and does her lips. And it's just so funny. I love Bill Paxton schmoozing the guest where he's like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, undercover as a waiter yeah, at this event. Things, things might get a little crazy. Things might get here. hot later. And then literally two people show up and one of them jams something under his chin. Again, if that woman's watching, she's like, oh, fuck, he was a spy. Right, yeah. And they're about to ice him on the floor. <laughs> and then Bill Paxton pisses himself and off into the sunset and into my heart. <laughs> I love it. It's excellent. It's such a good movie. True. And then, and then they tango. And then they yeah. tango the tango. night away. I like that the credits know. roll over the tango too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I, I any movie where they keep they give me something to look at while I'm looking at names because I will yeah. I'll sit through more credits if I think there's more movie happening and there is because Tom yeah, Tom's, Tom Tom Arnold guys you know what Harry guys. I've been in the van for 17 years next time you're in the van <laughs> and yeah, then we I'm tired of being in the van. I'm tired of being in the van and then they <laughs> cut to black it's amazing you even get his like um his audio over the tango scene like come on guys. Guys, come we don't on! Have time you, for this. We don't have time, guys. You got to do which is another callback to, to the first sequence. Yeah, oh, I love so it. So good. I totally love it. Ninety-four movie. True Lies. Danielle, thank you yeah. so much. This is in a weird way, man. This is the David Rowney effect all over again. <laughs> We're, we had no intention of watching this movie, and then Danielle just just inserted it into the show, and I fell in love. Yeah, never, I was never just letting anyone it, do programming now. Fuck, we got a season. <laughs> was just kidding. It's such, it's such a good movie. I was not a big action movie fan. I was because I was so young when I first watched this movie, but. My brother and I loved it for everything that it was. And even now as an adult, like so much of it still stands up so well. It's still funny. It's still heartwarming. There's still such great action and effects. Mm -hmm. I feel like I I just watched Lethal Weapon for the first time again. Yeah. And I loved that. that. Yeah. The first time I saw Lethal Weapon, I was like, (laughs) Carl. Buddy, you've introduced me to a whole new world. Danielle just did the same thing. Yeah. I love, I love that I got to introduce you. Should we tell? To this should film? we? Should we preview our our next? Yeah, our next thing because we're so we're gonna do Danielle's two picks first. Then we're gonna do Bird's two picks second. So our next, the next film we're gonna watch from Danielle is. Do you want to tell them? Tell them what we're gonna watch. What's the second we film are, we picked? We are going to watch Hook. All right, and give me a give me a brief reason why you chose this film just like true lies this is a very <laughs> bless you <laughs> um this goes, imaginary food <laughs> this is a very sentimental sentimental movie to me and my brother um I it will always remind me of us when we were children and of him and it's it's a Peter Pan story, but grown up. So you realize that yes, you do grow up, yeah. but you don't have to grow up. Mm-hmm. You can still be a child in some ways. You can Robin still Williams. have and fun Robin and Williams. be care and be carefree while having responsibilities. I'm super excited to see because I I also I burned out a VHS copy of this when I was a kid. I'm excited to see if this movie still works for me now. Um, oh, I hope it. But does. I'm so I'm so excited. Last that time that I watched it, I wept like a child. So <laughs> probably will work. So we're gonna say uh, maybe a yes. 
All right. Well, you guys got to go on a trip. Yep. So yeah. we're going to get out of here. Um, what is that? What are we doing? I, oh. Oh. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> hey, Max, should we thank our sponsors? Let's thank our, yeah, our sponsors. We'd like our to thank uh, Jello Pudding Pops. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Jello Pudding Pops were our sponsor. Well, I want that Jello money. Spring Heel Jack's Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> for you, for me, for every day. Um, no, we would like to thank the people who actually make this show possible. Our patrons. Our patrons. You can head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm. Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. We just have, in the last month, we've got two new patrons. The family is Yay. growing. So let's uh, let's shout them all out. Thank them all a whole bunch. Um, we would like to thank Brian Jackson. Sorry. I was counting. Connor Sweeney. <laughs> just keep going. Danielle da- Hartley. There Yay. we go. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> David Rowney. John Scheibe. Casey Scheibe. Kelly and Mike Wagner. Katie Clark. Kevin Ramirez, one of our new patrons, William Rockwood, Jeffrey T. Morgan. Welcome. Yay, Jeff. Hi. Welcome yeah, to we the- we fucked up and I said Jeff Morgan last time. Jeff. I don't know who Jeff Morgan J-Mo, is. J-Mo, our new patron, J-Mo. <laughs> we would also like to thank Sister Sarah Hartley. There we go. We're nailing it, dude. We're killing <laughs> that it. That was the best one yet. And- Really quick, you and me, Carl. Let's talk. And actually, Bird, we should point this out too. I want to. Can we tell? Can oh. we say the thing about Jeffrey T. Morgan that we found out? Oh, say show? the thing about Jeffrey T. Morgan. Oh my God. Okay. So Carl works with this dude, Jeffrey T. Morgan. He's a local Traverse City filmmaker, and we 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 got a new patron last time we sat down to record an episode, and we're like, oh shit, cool, Jeffrey T. Morgan, and we kept saying that name, and Bird. It rang a distant bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, Bird was like. Who? What's his name? Jeffrey T. Morgan. Is he a filmmaker? Does he have like he should? What does he look like? What does he look like? And we're, Carl describes him. And Bird goes, "I think I, I think I, I fucking know this guy." So yeah. it as it turns out, in me and Bird's DVD collection, we have Jeffrey T. Morgan's first feature film. Excuse me. Yes. It's called Folklore. Uh, Excuse it, me. Should it be? Should it be my? Oh wait, no, we can't do it as my. No, pick. we're gonna no. do. We're, I think we're gonna. We want to get him on the show. We're gonna for reach it. out to Mr. Jeffrey T. Morgan and oh see my if gosh, he wants yes. to take a little stroll down memory lane, man. Because we have the disc. There we a, have. There's a whole story, and yeah, we'll. There's th- we'll get to our it. disc is signed. We have th- we have a signed <gasps> copy of Folklore. That's so incredible. Yeah, and we dude. watched, like, we got to make sure we put the disc in and put the special features. Directed by Jeffrey T. And we're Morgan. Like, but what if it's a different one? And so we hit play on the special feature. And there he is. There he is. Directing a scene. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, Hello. dude, somehow we ended up with this guy's first feature film from back in the day. And he is a patron on our show. Oh, and yeah. He's also an amazing human. I've worked with him multiple times on little vid- video projects for um, Young Frankenstein. The when video I was in- for our wedding. Yeah, my. Um, he's the guy who shot that video? My, yeah. my bachelorette party music video. Oh, my he God. He shot that. Amazing. Oh. We're, well, we are fans of his earlier. <laughs> 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 right. Does that make us hipsters? Yeah. Oh, we were. Oh. We liked him before, before <laughs> he was big, bro. All right. <laughs> We've got his like OG oh my shit. Oh He's I knew him when he was like the hot pocket of cool. Yeah, we had it on DVD, <laughs> but it didn't feel right, so we converted it to Betamax. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what are those giant discs? Laser discs. Laser discs. It's a CED. Is that what it, the technical format? Nope, that's a different thing. That was a big <laughs> plastic platter. 
that you pushed up and then it drew the thing out of it. I have a bunch of them. CDA. Oh. Gross. Well, we're going to GTFO. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> so drop us a line, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. LARPers, you know who you are. Hit us up. Uh, join us next week as we continue our stroll down the lighter side of this month with Hook and our spouses and Oh my god, all just get us out of here. All the love in our Shut hearts. Shut up! Get Bye. us out of here, go! Get to the chopper now! <laughs> the bridge is out!